My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the Big Four events and every NXT TakeOver, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE previews and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we have watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White. And today it's the WNR 139 WWE versus WCW 1998. Of course, the Royal Rumble 1998 as well. But before we start that, let's start with the intro. My name is Carla Zorrell. I'm from Krypton. I'm a refugee on this planet. I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin, but my pod got knocked off course. And by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman. I hid who I really was until one day when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people, I'm a reporter at Catco Worldwide Media, but in secret, I work with my adopted sister from the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anywhere else, and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. In 1998, both WCW and WWF were in the midst of the Monday Night Wars. WCW boasted the NWO, Sting, Goldberg and the recently signed Bret Hart. WWF had HBK, Undertaker, Rock and Stone Cold. 20 years on, the WNR podcast followed the journey of both companies and witnessed the advent of attitude in the WWF's demise. This is WWE versus WCW. We start off in WCW. Yeah, so uh, we start Tro 120, which is a night after Starcade, so the biggest event in WWE history, and this is what happened uh, the next night. Well, basically, what, what did the commentators have to say, Dan? Well, the commentators sold it as a quick count, and the NWO was over. Yeah, so the NWO was no more. WWE had won the war, and we're going to start off with the, uh, the first match of the night. And it was a quite an action-packed Nitro. We'll get on to the results in a minute. But, I mean, what better way to start WWE versus WCW than a Goldberg match, you know? Oh, and how appropriate. <laughs> I'm wearing my The Devastation Continues Goldberg T-shirt. Yeah. I, um, mean. I mean, this is the thing. Last year, we looked at a few things, didn't we? We looked at the rise of the NWO. We looked at Stone Cold versus McMahon, Sting. And now we're getting into 1998, and we've got all these kind of new things that we're going to try and follow as well. And one of these most important is, of course, Bill Goldberg, who kind of changed professional wrestling. And he's going to go up against Glacier, a man who comes out. His entrance cost half a million dollars, <laughs> which took about five minutes. Goldberg hasn't even got fireworks yet, but Glacier started off strong with Goldberg. This might be a huge upset. I mean, Bill Goldberg, we saw his first ever Starcade match. Well, Glacier barely <laughs> let Goldberg get in the ring and he started kicking into him, but I think that just ticked Goldberg off. Uh-oh. He catches him. Kick. 
powers him down. Just look at the intensity of the man, though. Do you know what I mean? He looked so young. But when I first saw Goldberg, I just thought he was a poor man's WCW's Austin. Yes, that, that's a You know, black oh. trunks, bald head, goatee. But when, once you watch him, he is apples and oranges, it, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is something else. We've already seen Goldberg hit this spear going for the jackhammer. This is what Goldberg had to redefine himself. To be a part, you know, of the big WCW picture and not to be a rip-off of anybody. Jackhammer. Two, two three. three. And good night, Glacier. <laughs> yeah. And they spent half a million to get that dickhead to the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It spent that amount of money and Goldberg crushed him in just a couple of minutes. Right, so other interesting things we saw. We saw Bret Hart getting interviewed. He wants to fight Sting. He definitely wants to fight Hogan and anybody else in the WCW. He mentions Macho Man, loads of other names. Didn't mention Ric Flair. So we'll see if that has any impact in the upcoming weeks. And Rick Rude's lost his uh, moutache. Yeah, I don't like Rick Rude without a moustache. He looks really weird. I know, does us. It, which is weird, because usually a moustache would aid the fact that you might look a bit weird. But yeah, yeah. But Rude and the Henning, of course, close friends. We saw Rick Rude jumping over to uh, WCW. So, um, so the story of Rick Rude, he's, I don't think I've seen him wrestle on WCW. And he didn't wrestle the la- latter part of his... Uh, WWE time. No, he didn't. He, he suffered from a, a really bad back injury, which means he couldn't be at work anymore. Weirdly enough, Henning suffered from a back injury, which stopped him wrestling for a few years. But Rude, yeah, was basically in big trouble. But uh, during this time, he, he was to say substance abuse, you know what I mean? But there was a lot of stuff still going on. To pay someone that amount of money, exactly right, to not be yeah. an in-ring talent, to be a manager, is an interesting thing. And WWE kind of made loads of these kind of... Uh, I don't say well, mistakes. I think, you know, it's, would it have been any different without Rude? I mean, you know, is he, because he doesn't really say much. He's just stood there. What, are they just paying for his image? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, just because Bischoff could do it, it doesn't mean that you should, you know. And uh, we, we, we've seen these, we're at lots of people like Ted DiBiase. He was no longer an in-ring wrestler. He brought him over. Did he have much of an impact in WCW uh, compared to other guys? And the answer would probably be no. Uh, elsewhere on Nitro, I tell you something we did see. Ultimo Dragon, he beat Eddie Guerrero to win the Cruiserweight title. We saw, of course, Eddie and Rey Mysterio feuding over the Cruiserweight title. Fantastic. Yeah. Dragon won. We saw Booker T beat Disco to win his TV title, and it's his first singles title. And you know what Booker T would go on to? Because well, uh, tells you about it every time. Exactly. He became five-time champion, but a great moment for him. Of course, part of Harlem Heat won the, one of our tag teams uh, in the WNR top tag teams. But now... Moving on to single success. And another guy we want to focus on as well is Chris Jericho. Because Jericho at this time, very bland baby face. He's held the Cruiserweight title, but he's just a kind of generic guy. El Generico. Uh, El Generico, exactly. <laughs> but what's interesting is how many times Jericho's actually changed his character. Like when he put Je- uh, Michaels for the Jerichon and he started wearing suits and he was that kind of, you know. And uh, I think Kofi Kingston, one of the talking heads, said like... Uh, Oh, uh, Jericho changed to that. And I was like, yeah, but even changed from that to the list of Jericho. Do you know what I mean? And like, take it in, man. And everything but he's not, he's not changed so much. You know, he's just adapted his personality, brought it up to the times. Because, you know, the list, everyone was on the list. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and that was a, a big, <clears throat> and everything he's done, you know, when he was a Y2J, the goat. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he's... Exactly. And, and this is what it takes, and, and I don't the similarities between him and maybe Taker, because to be around like over 20 years in the wrestling industry, you have to change your character. Yeah. And, and Jericho did that perfectly, you know. 
And I think another interesting thing maybe people don't realise, you know, Chris Jericho versus Kurt Henning slash Mr. Perfect is a kind of dream match in a weird way, you know? It definitely is. You know, Jericho's a brilliant worker. We all know what he's capable of as well. You know, he's, he's perfect in the ring. Yeah, I mean, this is what Henning, you know, starring WWF coming over to WCW with Jericho, what he would become. I mean, at this time, it's probably just like a kind of thrown together match. But I, I still think it's really interesting. But do you seen... think him being this kind of heelish takes something away from his in-ring ability? You know, he, he goes out to take breaks. Mr. Perfect wouldn't have done, you know, when he was when he was a yeah. better wrestler. He, you know, he would have been on the pulse. He wouldn't have let him rest. You know, he he would have been more focused. I think this is most unlike who Kurt Henning really is. You know, with that perfect one, he had the kind of ego and character. Brilliant. And later on when he would be like the the West Country Rednecks to kind of more adapt to who he was. Uh, he was enjoying his time, Rick Rude, but like you said, the in-ring Kurt Henning, we weren't seeing the best of him, and he was kind of a secondary, or B player in the NWO as well, wasn't he? You know, you know, at this time, just lost the US title at Starcade to a DDP, so how how much he was, uh, you know, how big a member he was in the NWO, or even WCW, but with Jericho, you know, he's got to fight all this, he's got all these superstars ahead of him in WCW, where he is, he's classed as a cruiserweight. He's got to try and prove that he belongs in this kind of, you know, in this match. He's doing well at the moment with the kicks. Soon yeah. as I said that. Well, Henning takes over with a kick to the midsection and gets him in a face lock. Yeah, just wearing him down now. And I mean, the fans just seem to be just watching it as well. There's no real, you know, reaction You're Going through to the it. motions. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing with Nitro. Like I said, we've already seen two title changes. And this is how big Nitro was, you know, at this t- point in time. Uh, and of course, you know. But do you not think, like, you know, if oh, oh, fucking nearly fucked that up. But if if uh, people actually appreciated what what they're watching, you know, they'd have been more into it. Yeah. Oh, one, two, three, and Jericho's done. Well, he's that just is it. jobbed out to Mister Perfect, yeah. and now he's <laughs> just sitting on Jericho's face. But I think you're right. People appreciate it rather than waiting for it. Because uh, we know tonight we're going to have a Sting versus Hogan rematch. So a match that took like 18 months to build has now been rebooked in 24 hours. And like you say, you, you're kind of forgetting about the talent for Jericho because you're waiting for someone else. But Jericho, yeah, like I said, nearly broke his neck there on the lion's salt. <laughs> but... And Jericho is now... Oh, no. Jericho's gone crazy. He's just pushing an ounce off his chair and he's beating a ring post with a chair. Oh, now, come on, Jericho. What's that ring post done? Yeah. For the life of God, stop it! And Jericho's saying he's had enough. Well, Jericho doesn't look very happy, but, you know, uh, we'll see how this character develops the rest of the year. All right, so moving on. Up next, we had a rematch of Buff, Bagwell and Dan. Do you want to watch this? <laughs> Not particularly, no. Um, Luger beat Bagwell clean with a torture rack. That's, that's probably all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, it was a surprise because you know, Starcade was a bit shenanigans, weren't they? But Luger looked really strong in this one. It was a shorter match, thank goodness. That's, that's all I can say about this. But we move on to the main event. And like I say, it is Sting versus Hogan. Now, do you think this is clever to, to have that main event that they built up for so long and then just repeating it on Nitro? You know, I found at the time... Would you be happy? Would you feel kind of ripped off? You'd be like, hang on a minute now. I've just spent, you know, $40 watching it yeah. last night. <laughs> now they're rematching it. But so. again, you know, it was a bit of a bullshit ending. Oh, it was. It was a massively bullshit ending, you know. And, and I think this is the problem that we had in it. And we were discussing who's at fault. You know, is it Nick Patrick? Is it Hogan? 
was it even Sting not being in shape? And uh, we're going to try and work this out as we move forward on Nitro. And we see Michael Buffer. And Michael Buffer does the instructions. And I'll tell you what, he's getting paid a lot for you to be in the Nitro. Just the main events and also at the pay-per-views as well. I mean, it's not a bad job if you can get it. And we see the entrances of the uh, of Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Titleless. Yeah, he is. He hasn't got the title belt. The commentator's making sure to point this out. And the NWO is at a loose end. Has Hogan lost the faith of the NWO? You know, maybe he was just leader because he had the title belt. I mean, there are NWO fans here. But, I mean, Hogan at this point in time, if we go back to 1998, had been on top of the wrestling world for about 14 years at this point, you know? So, yeah. maybe he should have taken a step back. I know with Hogan's ego, you can't take... But do you think Bischoff or someone should have said, like, look, at this point, why don't you take a couple of months off? We, we build up without you, and then you can come back and have these kind of big money matches with Brett, with Goldberg, with Sting again, you know? Do you think um, Triple H has got Hogan prop complex yes, now then? I, I, most definitely. Most you know, definitely. he can't be away from the main event picture. It has to be about him. And the excuse is no one else can do it rather than me, you know, yeah. rather than giving someone else the opportunity. He takes that spotlight because look what I've done in this sport, you know, they, they need me. But again, is it is it just the brand? Because, you know, I think we've mentioned that Hogan's not that great a worker in the ring. No. He, his whole shtick at this point in time is he's a man that built professional wrestling, which you can't really argue, you know, between him, McMahon, what the WF did in the 80s. Yes, it was a huge boom, but he wasn't a great worker. And also with the politics, we saw what happened. The Sting match at Starcade should have been one and done. Sting should have beaten him clean in the middle of the ring, and that would have been it. But Sting's coming out, and he's not wasting his time. No, but Hogan's meeting him with a big right hands and a big kick to the back. Well, let's see if Sting can have more success than he did at Starcade and Hogan just beating him down. Hogan's got the belt. Oh, beats Sting over the back with it. The bell hasn't sounded, the match hasn't started. And Hogan already assaulting Sting <coughs> with a championship belt. Not letting up, dropping the elbows on the Stinger. But what is in Hogan goes for the pit, oh, he's going for the choke. He's no NWO members with Hogan at the moment. No. So he's here to fight himself. Can he beat Sting? One-on-one, and he's choking the stinger out. So the referee nearly went for a count, even though the bell hasn't rung yet. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know if the match started yet. Hogan throws Sting to the outside. Suplexes him to the outside. Rips his bandana off in rage. Oh, my God. Look at the shine coming off Hogan's head there as he throws Sting back in. And will we find out who is actually the undisputed WWE champion? Sting's holding the title belt. The commentator's trying to tell us, but Hogan's having none of it at the moment. And again, Sting getting battered here. Sting has just woken up. Hogan saying, please don't do it. And here comes Sting firing away with the chops and the punches. And the fans loving it. Nearly eliminates him from the Royal Rumble with the big right hands. Just keeping him in the corner and raking the eyes of Hogan. I guess two can play at that game. Hogan stumbles out the ring, followed by Sting. I'll tell you something about Sting, though. He is a special type of wrestler, isn't he? You know, usually only reserved. Again, I was going to say The Undertaker, but that kind of aura he's got about him, it's it's special, isn't it? You know, and this thing WSW really should have used as he throws Hogan into the barricade. Yeah, you know, well, as you say, you know, he's been... He wasn't looking too healthy in the uh, Starcade main event he had against Hogan. You know, I think he's he's finally clicked, you know, he's turned up tonight, but... Again, you know, it's only 24 hours removed from Starcade. Yeah, and, and the thing is as well is that with, with Sting, you know, he's been away for that amount of time, but no one else has been as loyal 
to WCW as a stinger. Never even looked at an offer from the WWF throughout his whole time. You know, been in WCW since 1988. So 10 years now with a, with a company. So you know, if you're going to put your money behind it or you're going to you get behind they're not going to fuck me over. Surely... Don't call me Shirley. It would have been Sting. You know, you'd been like, right, let's put all our eggs in this basket because we know he's not going to leave us. We know what Hogan, Nash and Hall are like, you know, with their egos and stuff. But again, you've got to imagine what it's like backstage with all these people fucking trying to get a piece of that pie. And try, you know what I mean? In Bischoff as well. With well, the all these, yeah, there's loads of egos. And, you know, the, the ego of Goldberg hasn't even developed yet. <laughs> so now you've got a few more made. Booker T's not even properly developed yet. DDP, he's, he's, he's upper he, mid-card now. Yeah, he's probably got a voice in there, but people like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Jericho are just guys, you know, being told what to do. Uh, and there's a really interesting story about the Giant as well that we'll get onto in a little bit, about that kind of treatment. But at the moment, it looked like Sting was having his way in this match, but all of a sudden, Hogan's kind of cut him off. And we're not saying it is pretty. It's not uh, technical. Certainly a bowling shoe ugly offence. Oh, but Hogan's gone for the big boot. Goes for the cover, one, two. Oh. oh, but Sting managing to kick out. Oh, and Hogan, quite ironically, saying to the referee, you should have counted fast. <laughs> I think this is why we're in a problem in the first place, but Hogan picks Sting back up, might go for the big boot or clothesline. Sting ducks it and shoulder barges straight through Hogan. Falls down onto the mat. The referee conveniently looks away at the most opportune point. <laughs> right in the tallywhacker. Sting and Hogan are down. Referee's not even starting a count because they're both down. Right, Tony Schiavone just... Uh, Tony Schiavone talks and then other stuff happens. I don't know. Tony Schiavone's probably the most, you know, out of touch commentator. <laughs> they don't even call the fucking wrestling moves. They just talk about the story. Well, Hogan now back in control. Right to the eye. Slammed him down. Atomic leg drop. Oh, oh. but Sting dodges out of the way. And could have broken a hit there. Sting. Now stomping on the hand of Hogan. Hogan begging for mercy, but Sting just roars in his face. Irish rips into the corner. Sting a splash. Hogan's in serious trouble. Irish rip to the other side. Sting a splash. Oh. oh Sting a splash is over the referee. And WCW Nitro finishes. That is not something I have done. That is Nitro finishing. Now, we've done this in 1997, and it's happened again now. I... I understand why they did it, because then people like tune into the next Nitro. But I, I find this completely unacceptable. I'm sorry, but we're watching Hogan versus Sting, and then suddenly they cut it off, and you're just like, what the fuck? It just ends. Yeah. But anyway, we move on to the January 5th episode of Nitro. So with how the main event ended, surely we would find out what happened. Nope. Lawyers stopped the video from being aired, but luckily WSW would be able to have the footage back in 24 hours, which coincidentally would be in time to be shown on the debut edition of WCW Thunder, which would air Thursday. Yeah, so 20 years ago, WCW Thunder made its debut. So we wouldn't find out on this episode, and they would have us tune into another channel to watch it. Do you think that's right? Not at all, no. <laughs> and the, the way they talk about JJ Dillon's here, say like, Oh, it was fantastic, but we just can't show it here. See, now this is this is where it would have been all right this time of year, or, you know, in this year, because someone would have had it on Twitter and we'd have found out the results. You know, it would have been aired. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't. I, I honestly don't know why they did it for, but we see, yeah, JJ didn't explain it. Now, the thing I like about the WWE Network, right, is that 
if you see anything wrong, you know, like we saw with the Booker T, uh, what he said about Hogan and other things like this, if people haven't watched it, they do go back and they do change things. Because look at, listen to Chris Jericho's music. He's got the Walls of Jericho uh, music, which he didn't have until he came to the WF in 99. But someone's gone back and put it over every one of Jericho's uh, matches. So yeah, Jericho came out. We saw what happened to David Penzer last week getting thrown. Jericho, like you said, losing his shit. I don't know what you had wrong with the ring post. We haven't found anything out. If the ring post maybe was having an affair with his girlfriend or something like this. Well, the ring post screwed Jericho. <laughs> yeah, but it that... turns out Jericho screwed Jericho. <laughs> but he's come out with a steel chair and a, a suit. Yeah, suit jacket, I think. Let's see what he's got to say. I'm out here to apologize for my actions on Nitro last week. Those weren't the actions of the real Chris Jericho. The real Chris Jericho is the man standing in front of you, talking to you right now. The real Chris Jericho is a man idolized by millions across this country and across the globe. I realize I'm a true role model for you people. A lot of you people look up to me and I apologize. I reacted in the heat of the moment. It wasn't the right reaction, and I'm sorry. Dave Penzer, I'd like to present you with a new chair for you to sit in, a new tuxedo jacket for you to wear, and I apologize to you. I apologize to everybody here in the Georgia Dome, and I apologize to all you people watching around the world. I'm sorry, and it will never happen again. Isn't that lovely from Chris Jericho there? Apologising, saying he's not that man. Disappointing all these fans. And he's got a new suit jacket for David Penzo and a new chair to sit on as well. And it will never, ever happen again. Oh, and last week he went up against Kurt Henning. And this week he's going up against the US champ, DDP. Let's see how, let's see the finish of this one, see how we got on. And it's quite a back and forth match between the two. I mean, Jericho... So he's a cruiserweight, but he's been against Kurt Henning and DDP in the past two weeks. So, not too bad. Trying to kick DDP. DDP catches it. Diamond oh! car. Well, host for the cover. I think this is elementary, my dear Watson. Yes. Well, he's lost to the former US champ. <laughs> yes. And he's lost to the current US champ. Yeah, but at least he's still involved and Jericho there losing. But, I would say, at least getting featured, and I'm sure he'll take this loss well. I mean, he apologised before the match, didn't he, what had happened last week, so... And DDP, being not only the US champ, the people's champion, going out through the crowd. Well, he does it every time he gets a victory, or even when he losses. He yeah, goes yeah. out through the crowd, gets mobbed by the fans, falls over, <laughs> and then runs. <laughs> and he's like, what did I do? Why did I come through here? One of the most dangerous moves in WCW, the Diamond Cutter. Uh, Rick Flair came out, started talking, saying Bret Hart was disrespectful towards him. Bret Hart then came out and said, look, I'm not being disrespectful to Rick. You know, I'm just saying that I want these other guys. And then Rick Flair said, you call yourself the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Say you're a better wrestler than I am. Say it now to me. And Bret saying, look, you really want to go there. And Rick saying, say it. This time in 98, Dan, who is better, Rick Flair or Bret Hart? I'd have to say Bret. I'd probably at this time would say Brett as well. If it was 10 years ago, then you'd probably make the argument Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair is a great, but I think at this moment in time, Brett is kind of uh, the the best there is, the best there was, and best there ever will be, you know? Brett on his day. Yes. But that's what they're building up, to, <laughs> that's what they're building up now. Brett 
versus Ric Flair, first ever meeting in WCW. And the main event, Dan? It is Luger versus Macho Man. Macho's been getting involved in Luger's business as of late. We just watched the end of it here. Oh, Macho's going up top. Luger's in trouble on the outside. Oh, double axe handle smash on the outside. One of the things I like about this, Liz came out of Macho Man, and of course would end up leaving with Luger. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> Not in this episode, of course, but the overall scheme of things. A macho madness, the true psycho of the uh, WCW. Let's fold up. One, two, three. Inside cradle from Luger and he snatches the victory. Oh, not another fast count. Oh, but it's not over for Macho. He's, uh, see about getting caught napping there. No, he is furious with Lex Luger. Throws Luger into the ring post. Well, another victory for WCW over the NWA, but it doesn't look very, uh, victorious here. And, oh, no. That's the Jericho chair. Yeah. Dave Penza. I mean, Jericho would apologise. Now Macho's doing it. Luger's up against the stairs. Got the chair. Oh, Bischoff grabs the chair. Oh. oh. And then Macho lays out Bischoff. What did he do? And Hogan's out now. Oh, my God. Hogan shoves, shoves Macho. Macho not happy with this. Face to face with Hogan. Oh. He's backed up by his NWO buddies. Oh my God. Nash hits him from behind. Hogan saying, why'd you hit Macho? As the NWO imploded. Well, it looks that way. I mean, Bischoff down, Macho down. Hogan doesn't know what's going on. Nash walks away. Hogan's trying to pick up the pieces from what's gone on. And Macho wants to go after Nash. And Luger's in the ring saying, I'll take someone on. Hogan saying that to Macho, that Luger's the enemy, and Luger... Flexing in the ring. <laughs> it's intense. Oh, my God, but you're right. Norton coming out inside Bagwell. What has happened to the NWO as we end Nitro? Hogan's rem- reminding him it's for life. Dean comes out to save his buddy Luger. Macho spits at Luger, but Sting's in there now. Well, the NWO surrounded the ring. So Sting's not carrying a title. Hogan's not carrying a title. Who? 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 Well, luckily... Oh, my God. Now, As it all kicks off, <laughs> yeah, exactly. now we've finally, finished. Finally gets excited. Tune into the second episode of Thunder to find <laughs> out what happened. No, it's still it's still all this episode. So we do move on. And um, we move on to the next month, January 12th, episode 120. And yeah, like we said, we found out on Thunder what was going on. And we find out at the start of Nitro with this clip. Look at the face of James J. Dillon and the face of Sting. And actually, the NWO is not even happy either. This is a really a victory for the NWO. It is. You've got to think that James J. Dillon would rather throw himself in front of a bus than do this. Did you see what Sting did? You got no what? guts. He's talking. You. <laughs> You're a dead man. So Sting's first words in 18 months were no guts to J.J. Dillon. Yeah. Points a baseball bat at Hogan's throat and says, you're a dead man. So, I mean, after 18 months, quite a strong words. But like you said, J.J. Dillon has decided that the WWE title will be vacated. But of course, WWE being WWE, there is no news on what, when or how or why, <laughs> when it will be done. Okay, so we move on. First hour. Uh, right, so other matches that we have. Oh, hang on. Let's have a little bit of fun. Fuck it. We're here. Uh, we see the NWO, sorry, arrive. 
And this is huge news, Dan, because the NWO arrived in two limos. And, and famously, the NWO would come in just one long limo altogether. But two limos, we saw Hogan and Nash in one, Scott Hall and Macho in another one. So are there, you know, divisions in the NWO? Uh, we see Jerry Flynn coming out here. Who cares about Jerry Flynn? No. Who... Apart from the fact he's got a mallet. Exactly. And we love mullets here. I mean, out of, out of 10, I'd, I'd give that... I'd... I'd give that an 8 out of 10 for mullet, you know. Especially as we're going into 1998 now, so in the new millennium. And uh, Jerry Flynn, you know. Oh. Quite... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Goldberg. We're going to watch all 175 of Bill Goldberg. <laughs> well, Goldberg is here. Not wasting his time coming out against a mixed martial artist, Jerry Flynn. Oh. But again, you know, they all try and get out of the blocks quickly with Goldberg. Attack him early on. Flynn's trying to get Hogan and uh, Goldberg in a leg bar. Goldberg's trying to reverse it, but Flynn has—I think—he's got the position until Goldberg turned it round and he's <laughs> mounting him, and he's just going to hump him to death. He is. And Charles Robinson's there as well, yeah. officiating. Woo! Mini Ric Flair <clears throat> trying to stop Goldberg from. Oh my word! Goldberg rolling through, grabbing that leg, trying to go for his leg bar submission. Well, this Goldberg would have been a perfect match for Brock Lesnar, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? That kind of. Uh style that he's got the kind of MMA fighting we saw there with a leg lock it's probably not too MMA oh no wait he actually did Rolf do use that move a few times in the leg and Joe Flynn goes for the arm <laughs> Goldberg powers him up slams him down and the intensity in Goldberg <laughs> it's oozing through the screen isn't it you can it's feel. making me feel intense yeah. <laughs> but Flynn responds with a couple of kicks oh a lovely spinning heel kick oh. knocks Goldberg back to the ropes but he springs off with a lovely spear and signifies that is the end of this man and his mallet. Now, bye-bye, Jerry Flynn, my friend. Jacks him up. Hammers oh. him down. One, two, good night. Well, that is Bill Goldberg. And, I mean, it's just brilliant. You know what I mean? It was, uh, I, I can't say anything else Well, his forehead's it. not bleeding, but his mouth yeah, is. He's like, so, Goldberg, he intensity- intensifies blood. And interesting, I want to pick up a point you made a couple of nitros ago. You know, you talked about Rick Rude and talent. Maybe WSW didn't need to, need to sign. Look, next match, Black Cat versus Marty Jannetty. Marty <laughs> Jannetty, <laughs> a guy not really used that much, well, you know. Marty Jannetty is only famous for when tag teams break up. It's who's going to be the Marty Jannetty and who's going to be the Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But we do move on. We're looking at Jericho. And Jericho again in action. Hey, Daniel. Hey, fan. <laughs> Jericho again in action this Nitro so that's three Nitros in a row going against my worst wrestler well probably second worst wrestler Steve Mongo McMichael this is the end of it now Jericho goes to flip over oh tombstone fucking hell two three beats Jericho yeah well Mongo McMichael didn't hit any touchdowns in the NFL dance who couldn't spike the ball so he decided when he went to WSW to start spiking the heads of the wrestlers into the canvas Jericho is down and out. Uh, Jericho is uh, suffering defeat after defeat at the moment, which is not good, but WSW Nitro does continue. Oh, and the main event tonight is uh, Steiners versus Hall and Nash for the WSW Tag Team titles. We saw on Thunder, Juventud Guerrero becoming the Cruiserweight champion. Oh, Jericho's on the mic. I can't believe you people! Well, welcome back. And, and Jericho is he's off the of deep you. end again. And this is how you treat me? I'm a fool for letting you, letting me be a role model for all of you. 
Like I was saying. We're on the air, Chris. Being a role model for all you people is one of the greatest things I've ever accomplished in my life. And I take it very, very seriously. And even though I lost this evening to an inferior professional opponent, I think I've proven that I can lose with dignity and act in a respectable manner. My behavior over the last couple of weeks has been ridiculous. And I'd like to apologize to everybody here, especially you. And I'm telling you this, it will never, and trust me when I say this, ever happen again. Get lost. Get lost. Mr. Sincerity. Get the hook. We got another match. Go back to the dressing room and write loser 500 times on the blackboard. Well, I believe that. Jericho, very, very uh, respectable there. But now he's getting interrupted. And the music I'm hearing, that's Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's out here. And he's going to challenge Juventud Guerrero for the Cruiserweight title. Can I just say quickly, right? Isn't it fucking weird that, like, 20 years ago, Jericho and Rey Mysterio would be in the same ring? And, like, the history that it would have after it's Like, who would have thought that these two men on Nitro would become, like, the stars they become, you know? Anyway, Jericho asking Mysterio why he's out here for. Mysterio's out here to defend the Cruiserweight title. Oh, and that nice Jericho, he's only hopes to get his belt back. Oh! <laughs> well, that niceness soon disappeared as he attacked Mysterio from behind. Oh. He is a sore loser. Oh, my God. Powers Mysterio up and drops him down into a backbreaker. And he's got him again. Oh! Double underhook backbreaker this time. Oh, my God. A really deep walls of Jericho there. And Jericho got it in so deep. Well, Drew's beat the Dragon for the title, and now he's going to defend against Rey Mysterio. But I don't think Rey Mysterio can continue. The referee said, Charles Robinson, so not the referee. Charles Robinson say, look, Rey Mysterio is well and done here. And the bell rings. Didn't even call for the bell. No, and Hoovy's going to try and put him down. But Mysterio managed to fight his way out. He's still struggling with that back, though. Well, it just shows the heart determination of this young man, Mysterio. As Hoovy 2 just trying to kick him, chop him down. Charles oh. Robinson's like the tallest man in the ring. Mysterio went for a springboard. Hoovy caught him though, like I don't know what that was. Inverted driver. And now Hoovy up to the top. And Mysterio's not really moved yet. Oh! 450. One, two, three. Oh, come on, Hoovy 2. I mean, Mysterio wasn't even well capitalised by Hoovy though. Yeah, I suppose that's what you got to do. If you want to be a champion in WSW, speaking of the championship belts, we are going to see Scott Hall versus the Steiner brothers. I should say, I mean, we've seen a lot of trouble with the NWO, not knowing what team they're on, but Scott and Rick have been a little bit off. Oh, I say Scott Steiner's been a little bit off. He thinks he can do it single-handedly in the Steiners. He doesn't really need Rick's help. And you would be hard-pressed to argue. We saw him at Starcade, didn't we? We've seen him recently. Well, he's uh, certainly on the juice. <laughs> Not even dude Guerrero. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, he's definitely uh, been taking substances and Hogan's. Well, we cannot confirm oh, yeah, right, yeah. nor deny that he may or may not have been taking illegal muscle-building substances, <laughs> but it certainly does look like it. And Scott Hall's going to work over Scott Steiner, just slap him to the back. Two of the greatest teams in WWE at the time going for the tag team titles. It's nice to see the championships actually defended. 
Scott's in the wrong part of town now. <laughs> well, he's caught between a Steiner and a Steiner. Oh, big sex is in. And now he's caught between two Steiners. <laughs> now now. suplexed by both Steiners. Well, the outside <laughs> is rolled to the outside. The original NWO here. Yeah. Trying to get their bearings. And look at this pose now, the Steiners. <laughs> Scott and Rick. Scott straddling Rick. Rick's biting that black rope. Uh, Scott's certainly doing it all on his own, though. He managed to suplex Nash all on his own. Well, he's not tagged in. He's not tagged in Rick yet. And Macho's come out here now. And I don't think Macho's interested. He's got issues with Nash. And Macho wants to go. Wants to, yeah. Go. <laughs> Hogan's got to worry about Macho Man now. Nash saying, look, in your own time, mate. Nash calls him Rick. Over here, we want Sting Chant. That's all they want. They want Sting. And Scott has already got Wolfpack written on his trunks. I've actually, yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, so, I mean, they do call themselves, the, some, I suppose, the Wolfpack, but... The Outsiders. I the think. Outsiders, yeah. yeah, would be more known. And at the moment in time, they've been coming in separate limos. I mean, they're getting on quite well here. You'd expect them to. Macho Man's just got to try and keep his temper. But he is madness. He is, he is. He's got that kind of, he's got that psycho look in his eye. I think he's constantly had that look in his eye ever yeah. since he moved to WCW. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, since then, he, you're never sure what to expect, the way he can explode. And now Big Sexy in there with Rick Steiner. Kevin Nash is an imposing man, don't get me wrong. Again, not what I'd call a great worker, though. No, I, no, I never really rated I think, Kevin Nash I think the Steiner brothers were good. Yeah, I think the Stars really, really good. Very good at what they've done in I the ring. Scott Hall very underrated what he could do in the ring. I mean, yeah. you know, look at the ladder matches with Shawn Michaels. He needed someone to, along with him, didn't he? Couldn't have done it by himself. Well, I think with Kevin Nash, it helped him being seven foot tall in the wrestling business. And, and we've had this kind of mess with him and the Giant meant to face off at Starcade, and it didn't happen. And now it's going to be Nash versus Giant at the next pay per view, which is sold out. And uh, well, sold out just a sold-out event, that's what it's called. Uh, but what's weird is that they had... I didn't think Nash kicked out then. Oh. Well, Scott Rick went for the cover and uh, Nash kicked out late. Oh. Yeah, and they, they had an agreement where the Giant had to sign this contract where he couldn't put his hands on Kevin Nash until the actual pay-per-view. So we would eventually... And Rick Steiner, very impressive, power-slamming Nash... And now it's Scott against Scott. It's Scott, fuck all to do with you. <laughs> but Hall beating down Steiner. Scott's getting the better of Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott, 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 Scott. Scott. Scott hip toss Scott. Scott oh. molested it. Scott him. Oh. Scott him with a choke slam. And now Hall mocking the giant. <laughs> it's probably not the best idea. Oh, belly to belly overhead. Suplex City for Hall. And look at the power. Oh, Scott will get the shoulder up at two. Two. And the referee helping Hall kick out. Ah, and Ted DiBiase at ringside with the Steins, we should say, been their manager for a while now since being kicked out the NWO himself. And I, I, I talked about the problems between Rick and well, Scott's problems, but I think they're fully focused here, 100%, on getting those tag team, or defending the tag team titles here tonight. A well-oiled team and Rick now to Hall. Turning into a half Boston crab, is he? And Rick making sure Scott Hall can't move, but Scott Hall pushing uh, Scott Steiner back to the corner so he can tag in Kevin Nash. Slamming down Scott Steiner. Oh, went to drop that big elbow. Steiner moved out of the way. 
But again, not a bad main event for WWE Nitro. We can see why they're still winning the rating wars. You know, we've had the past couple of weeks, oh, we've had Sting versus Hogan, and now we've got the Outsiders versus the Steiners. But it's not only the main event. It's like, you know, you've got the uh, Macho Man's there. What's he going to do? You know, will Sting make an appearance? Yeah, He's pissed yeah. off with Hogan. He's threatened Hogan's life. Yeah, the main event picture is, uh, you know, we're asking all these questions. And like elsewhere on the card as well, we've got the kind of problems between Brett and Ric Flair. You've got what's Jericho doing at this moment in time. Of course, Goldberg just running through the competition. So Ric Steiner's up to the top. Oh, oh Hogan's just crutched him, though. And now it's starting a war on the outside of the ring. Oh, Scott Steiner's gone straight after Hogan. Hogan's put hands on Steiner, so they should have been disqualified. <laughs> yeah, but referee, just like, yeah, anything can happen. It's fine. Referee's kind of lost control, and now Scott Hall has got Rick Steiner. Irish Rip follows it up with a clothesline. And uh, the fans again chant for Sting, and, and this is the thing that blows my mind. If Sting is that wanted that much, why not just give us Sting? Do you know what I mean? Like... Why have to put him in a situation where you situation. make him, a situation where you make him look weak or you make him look no, not as strong as the NWA members? This should be about Sting trying to, you know, find fight out for his World Heavyweight title and at the moment Sidewalk slam from Nash goes for a cover but Steiner managing to kick out. Ah, at the moment we're getting more about the NWO story than we are about the kind of good guys, you know? But the outsiders look to have taken over this match. <laughs> Take over. A hostile takeover they did in 96, happening again. And now look at Skull. So disrespectful in matches. Slaps to Rick. But Rick's fighting back there and he's uh, made drunk and... Well, I think he's been drunk a yeah, few times. Yeah, exactly. He's just drunk. He doesn't need any excuses. Nash from behind. Scott Hall with a diving two. clothesline. Oh. Oh. Rick managing to kick out. Ah. Steiner's furious with a the referee there. <laughs> Scott is... He's like, everyone can see it apart from you. And as he's distracting the ref, Nash delivers a big boot, Rick, but he ducks. Yeah. Rick ducks, and he hits Scott Hall. And banged into the referee. Steiner went down. Rick referee's out. Hogan's taking out Scott and DiBiase. Oh, and I think that was a low blow there by Kevin Nash. And he's going to pin Rick Steiner. Oh, but Macho Man's up top. Oh. Big elbow. Oh, Hits, inadvertently hits Rick. Yeah, Nash moved out of the way. You can see Macho grabbing his head in his hands as well. Like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Thing. Well, well, there's a big dog pile. Both men have pitted Rick. And there you go. We've got new tag team champions. I was meant to hit Rick Steiner. <laughs> yeah, Hogan saying to Macho, what, what did you do? But at the end of the day, it gets dark. No, at the end of the day, we've got new WWE tag team ta- champions. Oh, <laughs> Savage just spat at uh, Kevin Nash. And it, they're, they're winners, but they don't look very happy at the moment. Well, Big Daddy's losing his call. <laughs> wow, I tell you, Nitro's been really exciting as of late. Yeah, but then they end it when it gets to the good bit. I know, I know. but one more episode of WWE Nitro to go. So, yeah, you mentioned earlier we talk about you know the amount of egos you have to deal with and the amount of talent. That was going through WSW at its time. Inter Giant, a.k.a. Big Show. And uh, it was brought to uh, a head, really, or brought to a point. Monday Night War, building an army. It's a great series WWE got in the network. It's a couple of years old now where they take an in-depth look at certain things during the Monday Night Raw. So Cruiserweights one week, you know, Goldberg, Mick Foley and stuff. And uh, this is what Big Show was saying. WCW's politics were taking their toll on Nitro's ratings. 
and the company's young talent, one of whom finally had enough. I was working main events pretty much all over the country for W7. And I was making probably one-sixth or one-seventh of all the guys I was working with. I went to Eric Bischoff and uh, said, hey, can I get a raise? And Eric was like, why the hell would I negotiate with you when I still got you on a contract for another year? The Giant is not a happy man tonight, and for good reason. Who knows? Future been different. Had Eric taken care of me and put me in the same pay grade with the other guys that I was working with, I probably never would have made the jump. He insulted me so friggin' bad that, you know, he, he could kiss my ass. He, it didn't matter what he offered. I didn't want anything to do with him. He's dismantling the set! Misused and mistreated, the giant made good on his word, crossing enemy lines to sign with WWE. So, in, first of all, isn't that interesting to hear that, you know, the giant went up to Bischoff and was like, look, uh, I'm, I'm getting paid one-eighth what these other guys are. If you give me at least a, a contract that's worthwhile, I'll, I'll sign on, you know. you know. And, yeah. and considering he's wasting money, having Rick Rude just standing there in Perfect's corner, having the million-dollar man just standing there in the Steiner's corner, you know, just throwing money left, right and centre. Why wouldn't he, you know, kind of not a big show? I mean, you know, he's... I think he's a well-worthwhile wrestler. Well, and this is the thing as well, because, you know, it obviously offended... Uh, Bishop, you know, said, why the hell should I, uh, well, you know, look at your contract when you've still got a year left? Because this was January 98. Of course, January 99, he would go off and Big Show was saying like, you know, uh, I was like, fuck Bishop after that. That's what he thinks. You know, I'm, I don't care what he offers. I want to go anyway. And and the giant Big Show is a guy who, it wasn't like an old talent, like you're saying. It wasn't a Rick Rude probably be around, you know, two or three years. This is a guy who could lead WCW into the new millennium, you know, for the next 10, 15 years because he was so young and what he could do. And I think it's a real kind of Bischoff, just a couple of mistakes he made, you know, the vital yeah. importance. Of course, we watched uh, Big Show's debut on the one and only fan-chosen podcast, the Valentine's Day Massacre that we had a couple of years ago now. Yeah, and he assisted Austin to the win. Yeah. This thing, everybody was going over to WWE, weren't it? All the big talent was leaving yeah. there. And he was the first one that came over to the WF. And he was the biggest talent. <laughs> so this next bit here is, of course, the big show come over to the WF, but how would he deal with it? Because at the same time, I was researching the top 100 moments in Raw history, because, of course, we've got the special Raw 25 episode that we're going to do, just to see some of the moments and keep a note. It is Big Show's first match, number 77, March 22nd, 1999. And this is a little clip I was talking about. This is the man who's going to defeat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. And allow me now to introduce you to the man who's going to teach Stone Cold Steve Austin a lesson here tonight, the Big Show. When I got to WWE, I was instantly intimidated and humbled oh my god he is seven feet tall he weighs 500 pounds i got thrown in the ring with stone cold right off the bat folks this is the biggest match in the history of raw austin big show mankind the special guest referee it's the biggest show because it's the rock show i see vince talking to stone cold and Oh, we want you to you know get big show up and running we got some plans for him and steve sitting there goes I, damn, Vince, I don't know. I, these people paid a lot of money and bought a lot of tickets to see Stone Cold Steve Austin hit a few stunners and drink a few beers. What in the living hell is that? What about that? It's a conspiracy! 
remember getting in the ring with Steve, and Steve was just bam, 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 right in the right in my chin as hard as he could, and it made me mad. So I grabbed Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was literally the golden goose of the company, and I ran about the course and said, "Hey!" And he goes, "There you go, kid. Way to fire up." Steve's going to bring an intensity to the ring, and it's up to me to match his intensity so we tell a good story. To get a win over a top guy like Stone Cold or Undertaker or Ron, you had to earn it, and it was about respect. I didn't realize at the time that Steve was absolutely right. I hadn't earned the right to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. So there you go. Interesting enough, wasn't it? Yeah, see, look, another person that can't help but talk about Austin without putting on his <laughs> Texan accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Jesus Christ, sounds like a goddamn kid. <laughs> and I think Big Show's really entertaining that way. He's, he's quite good on the mic and telling stories. And uh, I think, yeah, we see how big, you know, a draw Steve Austin was. And, you know, he was trying to protect himself at that point in time, wasn't he? And it kind of made, it made sense for the Big Show. But I think that connected perfectly to the Big Show's kind of move from WCW to um, WWE and what that entailed. And another interesting one as well, not only with the giant, like we say, problems with Bischoff, Portman, a.k.a. Six. And he jumped to WCW in September 96 and immediately joined the NWO to hook up with his former buddies from the clique, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. The Hill Stable was still huge at the time, only two months after its formation, when Hulk Hogan had infamously turned heel. As the sixth member of the group, Walton was rechristened Six. A year later, the NWO was a bloated beast, the angle being blown out of all proportion into a massive ego trip for the main event wrestlers who formed the core of the group. Hall and Nash had be- but they were too high up the pecking order to be wrangled in a normal manner. Well, the story goes that Six had been sidelined with a neck injury and had been unable to perform for the company for some time. It was written into all WCW contracts that, past a certain period, incapacity would be sufficient grounds for the company to terminate a wrestler's contract. Accordingly, Waltman received a FedEx Pat termination notice in October 1997. Waltman would claim that Eric Bischoff's issue with the outsiders had fallen onto him, that... Since Bischoff couldn't take it out on National Hall, he would be punished. He would be punished. Their best mate, who was lower on the tone pool and vulnerable, by having him sacked in the most humiliating way possible. Bischoff was countered by saying that it wasn't some political gamemanship, that Waltman was only a good worker when he was sober, with his sober moments increased further apart, and that with substance abuse issues, the man had been lucky to have a job at all. Bischoff points out that FedEx like it or not, was WCW's go-to method of parting company with their talent. And also mentions that Waltman's agent had recently tried to renegotiate his contract by playing hardball, which Bischoff took issue with. This was his way of making a statement. Yeah, so I wonder if uh, Sean Walt will be seen again in the Monday Night Wars and WWE. But again, it's another one of those stories with talents. Because he's lower down the list, he kind of gets worse treatment than these guys kind of protected in the main event. But we, move, we do move on with Nitro, and it's January 19th now, and we've got sold out Dubstep pay-per-view uh, on Sunday. But before that, we've got two huge matches. You've got Scott Hall versus Lex Luger, and in the main event, you've got the Giant, who we've just spoken about, against Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, so here we go. We're coming to the end of this match. Scott Hall's been in control, majority. 
Luger's taken over, inverted atomic drop. Now he's signifying his patented elbow. Pow! Knocks Hall out cold with it. <laughs> he's always flexing. Lex. He's, he's always trying to go for that torture rack. Either that or he's becoming like trying to fly. And he's got Scott Hall up. Oh no, Savage has come in, but he gets hit with an elbow quicker than he can get up. <laughs> he's, he's knocked down, thrown into the turnbuckle. And the referee's actually called for a disqualification for once. Hey. And now Lex Luger having his way with Macho. <laughs> Macho throws Luger off onto Luger, starts punching him. Um, oh, now it's just beat down Macho going after Luger. And this has been all Macho, man. Even on the, ni- the Nitros that we've seen, it's all features something to do with Macho, man. Macho's descent into madness. Yep. Scott Hall's got Luger. Double axe handles smash off the second rope. And they're just both taking turns. At, well, they're both strangling him at the same time. Luger looks to push Hall's foot off and says, no, look, tough lad. Referee ring for the bell for no reason. Lex Luger just getting beaten up, beaten down. And wait, who's going to be the saviour? <laughs> the living legend, Larry Zabisco. Well, if anybody can take down Scott Hall and Machos, Larry, oh. Oh, no, he can't. <laughs> he gets beaten down before he even slides into the ring. <laughs> well, at least it'll save Lex a bit yeah. of beating. And now Larry Zabisco scheduled to face Scott Hall at sold out. And they're just humiliating him, slapping him. Oh, Luger's come back with a chair. And that's Savage and Hall's cue to scarper out the exactly. ring. He might be holding it the wrong way around, but still, it's a weapon that Luger can use. Yeah, so this is the bit I was talking about earlier with the Giant finally getting his hands on Kevin Nash. That sold out. Look, he's mocking him and Hogan coming out with him. There you go. Look at Nash getting right in Giant's face. Saying, go on, do something about it. But the macho man's come out. Hogan's got Sting's bat, but Macho, I think, wants a bit of Kevin Nash. <laughs> Hogan is a cheesemaker, apparently. Oh, sorry, peacemaker. Nash is trying to entice the Big Show. The One. Big Show's saying, look, you know, I'm not touching him. It's over 1.25 million it is if the Giant is to hurt Nash. Uh-oh. Unless provoked? Yes, indeed. Macho pushes Hogan, who hits Nash. Hits the Giant. And sneaking up behind with a baseball bat. Oh! Nash throws hot coffee in the Giants' face. And Big Show stepped over the line by getting beaten over the back with a baseball bat. <laughs> now Sting's come to reclaim his property, I guess. Yeah, he's come to help the Giant. Oh my God, it was Sting. Sting laid out Hogan. And he's pointing at Kevin Nash. And Kevin Nash says, look, I've got no coffee left. Oh, at least Nash is looking after Hogan. Like. And he's wearing a six top as well. And Sting pumping up the giant. Oh, my God. What do you reckon Sting said to him? They're not going to renew your contract. <laughs> yeah, just exactly, yeah. You, off. you ain't worth it. I'm getting paid five times the amount you are. So, yeah, the big show definitely stepped over the line there by <laughs> getting beaten over the back with a baseball yeah. bat. He was, he was bang out of order. So we saw Sting, and that's why Hogan's wearing a neck brace, because Sting laid out Scorpion Hogan. Scorpion death dropped him. Scorpion death drop. Uh, and like you said, yeah, Kevin Nash wearing the six T-shirt as well. In tribute to his friend, even though he got fired, what, well, this is in January, a couple of months previously as well. So Nash probably still harping on about it. And now we're back, and Michael Buffer is in the ring again. So Hogan wearing a neck brace, taking ages to get to the ring. <laughs> no, this is where he attacks Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> and a suplex him in. Oh, that was not a suplex, James. That was a giant suplex. <laughs> and Hogan's writhing about as if he's been shot. Giants removing his neck brace. And this could be... Oh, bounces his head off the turnbuckle. 
This might not last long with the giant in the mood he is with Sting, you know. Uh, Gave him a pep talk. He did. Sting's pep talk. Him up here. And he's going after Hogan, but I can see Kevin Nash coming down the ringside already. Take a shot if Nash does the fingers. <laughs> and he does the stumbling around. <laughs> Hogan's begging the Big Show not to hit him. And see what the Big Show's doing. Cupping his ears. Saying, yeah, I can hear that, brother. Back him up with a giant headbutt. And he's choking him out with a big foot in the corner. Giant boots in the face. And Bischoff's still there. Get some protection with, Hogan, uh, with Nash there. Now Hogan's stumbling out the ring. Giant seems to be enjoying himself. Oh, what a throw into the stand. <laughs> oh, Hogan oh went God. through that one. Oh, not the barricade. Oh, Jesus. Nope, didn't sell that one either. Nope. The Giant just throwing Hogan around at ringside. Picking Hogan up, is he? Oh, my word. Now, that's impressive. Throwing him from the ground over the top rope back into the ring. Well, now look how easy he steps over the top. God, he lost a lot of weight going into the WWE, didn't he? Yep. Look at that. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, he's kind of given up. He's eating all the fast food. He's smoking. He's doing, you know, drinking, all this fun stuff. If you know you're not going to get past a certain point, you're only just going to, you know. Go through the motions. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. You want to wear a singlet? Yeah, granted. You know, I am, yeah. Now, that's a mankini, James. There's a difference. You know. The size 23 5E Boots of the giant. It is incredible. I mean, his hand is the same size as a saucepan. So you can just, just got to respect the sheer brute force. And, oh, Hogan distracting referee. He's got a hand like a catcher's mitt, the big show. He has. He really has. But Hogan now, thanks to that interference. Oh, giant thrown into the turnbuckle. Oh, and the giant being rocked by Hogan. And Hogan's offense is ugly. Like I say, strike, kicks and punches and chokes. There is nothing else there. Or occasional slam. But Hogan's certainly gotten over his neck problems. <laughs> he seems fine now, doesn't he? Yeah. Not moaning to anybody about this. Do you know who I'm missing? Who? Macho Man. Yeah, we haven't seen Macho yet. We saw him earlier between when Sting was here. But, oh, my God, Giant got rocked back and moved the ring. And Hogan now, Irish whip. Big boot to the chest. But he's only rocking the big man. Oh, he's not going down yet. Maybe we're going to see. Oh! Oh, just like he did with Andre, he's managed to slam the giant. The slam heard round the world, and now is it time for the leg drop. Hits it. Here we go. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Joe Tickerstein get to the top. Referee stopped his count. Hogan said to match, what are you doing? Back to his feet. Hogan hasn't realised this yet. Strapped down, meaning he uh, that signals he means business. Grabs Hogan by the throat. Got him up. Slams oh. him to hell. That's it. Two, three. What's Macho Man? He just crawled through the ring. <laughs> Giant pins Hogan. and I don't know what Macho was doing there. But Nash catches him from behind. That's not fair. Oh. oh. And now he grabs hold of Macho Man's hair. Drags him into the ring slowly. Well, making sure he avoids the giant Hogan, the giant down. And now Nash going to go powerbomb. Oh, oh, but he gets saved by Luger, who wants to beat up Macho Man. Who's going to come down to beat up Luger? Beating down Luger, but the fans Sting. looking on. Here comes Bath Bagwell. Vincent and Hugo and Horace <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> Scott Conan. Conan. The B members, Scott Hall in now. 
There's a fan. Do you see what happened oh, there? Hang on a minute. Sorry. Sorry, before Sting comes out. Look at ringside. There's a fan on this side of the barricade. No, look. There's a torture rack going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I just fucking noticed that. <laughs> a fan torture rack is someone else. Oh, my God. Sting's coming from the rafters. What's this? Sting is here. It will be here soon. <laughs> and then it cuts. Yeah. Well, the NWO in the ring and Sting lands oh, in the crowd. Fans. fans going crazy and Sting. Here we go, making his way in. Hogan's got the chair. And Sting doesn't need a chair, does he? Nope. He just <laughs> needs his foot. And they're all standing back watching these two go at it. And now Luger's back up. Sting takes down Hogan. As Scott Norton gets knocked down. Vincent and Savage getting knocked down and Norton and Buff. And... <laughs> well, Sting is a one-man wrecking machine here. He's got Macho. Can't turn around and Macho. No, Macho oh. man skulks away. And a giant up now knocking Buff Knockout back. punch. <laughs> Scott Hall's caught between Luger and a hard place. Shot from Scott Hall as we end things here. My God, so that is Nitro then for the uh, since Starcade up until WCW pay for you, Dan. What are your thoughts on that? Absolute carnage. <laughs> it's not been too bad, has it? These no, it's episodes. certainly been entertaining. You know, you're not sure who's going to come out next to want to fight who. You've got the NWO implosion. You've got the unhappiness of the big show or the giant. You know, you've got Goldberg there silently going about his thing. He's not kind of made his way into the main event picture, but... You know, you still know he's there. You've got the evolution of Jericho. It's, you know, it's all coming to fruition. It is. And you talk exactly about that. And we do move on to the next WCW pay-per-view, which is WCW sold out 1998. Doesn't give me a date, annoyingly. I mean, we, we all, we've got, like I said, we're going to this and we're going to watch two matches on this pay-per-view. So, uh, obviously, the two matches we're going to watch is Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title and then Kevin Nash versus The Giant. We'll just run through the rest of the card. Uh, so the first match, Dan? Uh, the first match was an eight-man tag team match, and that was Juventud, Supercalo, Lismark Jr. and Chavo Guerra, and they defeated La Parker, Psychosis, Silver King and El Dandy. Yeah, I mean, not a bad uh, way to start. I'm always a fan of the, the cruiserweight stuff. After that, we had... Uh, Normal-sized Chris Benoit, and he defeated Raven in a Ravens Rules match. So the match we were going to have at Stark it actually happened uh, at Sold Out. And the next match, of course, that we're watching is the Cruiserweight title. And that's Rey Mysterio Jr. defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Chris Jericho. So let's, uh, let's watch this one, then, and look at what Jericho's doing. Well, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, James, and Jericho comes out wearing a Rey Mysterio T-shirt. Well... Jer- we've seen a change in Jericho's attitude this past month since Starcade. Been on a losing. I should explain, really, because the last time we checked in, Juventud Guerrera was Cruiserweight champion. He would lose the title to Rey Mysterio on an edition of Thunder. And then it would set up the Mysterio-Jericho f- uh, match that we've got here. Which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Cause we saw the Jericho attack on Mysterio. And uh, this this should be a really good encounter for these two men. One of the early meetings that these guys had, you know, so... I'm hoping for the best here. Right. Uh, so the only thing I, I will say is like the matches have been quite disappointing in ring action. I think the thing that has really uh, shown us 
the best in-ring talent have been the cruiserweight matches that we've seen. You know, go back Halloween Havoc 97 with Guerrero versus Mysterio. Of course, Malenko versus Guerrero, was it, at Starcade? I'm going to say Guerrero. Malenko versus Guerrero at Starcade. So, we know these guys can have a good match. And again, it's two guys with Mysterio and Jericho. Like, if they knew what the future held for them, you know, it would be incredible. In 10 years' time, both of these men would be uh, World Heavyweight Champions in their own right, let alone Cruiserweight Champions, you know? Exactly that, yeah. And Jericho saying to the crowd, this is just about me and Ray Ray. I think this is a problem, though, isn't it, with Jericho? If you're with a Cruiserweight, you're kind of tarred with that brush, then. It's like nowadays with 205 Live. If you're a Cruiserweight, you think, oh, you only can challenge for Cruiserweight, you can't really do anything else. Whereas I think these men could. I think we're going to see, you know, the amount of talent, talk about Eddie Guerrero or even a Chris Benoit, who could go for a cruiserweight title, but deserved more and should have moved up the card as we progressed through 98 and 99. And instead, you see the kind of focused on the whole main event scene that we've been watching on Nitro. Before the cruiserweight title was reintroduced, who, who would you say was the final champion, cruiserweight champion? Final cruiserweight champion? Hornswoggle. Yes. Only because you saw his picture. No, only because I watched Raw one the uh, top hundred moments and he was Cruiserweight Champion when he was announcing Vincent Mann's son. And I thought, he's Cruiserweight Champion. And I, I must have killed it. Jacqueline was Cruiserweight Champion as well before that. Oh my God, beautiful head scissors there by Mysterio taking Jericho to the outside. Oh, Mysterio there went to the outside. Six or nine type move, but Jericho moved. But Jericho back in and Mysterio showing to Jericho what he can do. Mysterio puts out the big boot. And now punch Jericho back. And obviously Jericho's got the uh, size advantage here. Mysterio's got to try and use his uh, in-ring skill. And it's incredible to think at this time, you know, Rey Mysterio will be wrestling for nine years and he's only 24 years old. Started at old Mysterio. And also Jericho, he's got that kind of Canadian heritage that we all know and love. And he's picking up Mysterio now on his back. And now he's on his shoulders. Ray rolls through. He's got Jericho. Oh, Jericho kicking out. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, Mysterio favouring that left leg. You can see the huge knee brace over it. Irish whip by Jericho, but Rey Mysterio grabs his hair and just slams the back of his head to the mat. Jericho goes on the eighth, and you think he'll be safe here? Mysterio still hopping around with that leg. Oh, Oh, springboards his way up, but Jericho catches him and drops him throat first onto the top rope. Impressive by Y2J. And now Jericho just taunting to the fans. Yeah, beautiful, wonderful move there, obviously. Wonderful! And now Jericho's got Ray on the outside. Ray's hobbling around there. As you say, you know, he's got that big brace on. Oh, and a shoulder breaker there. Well, Jericho can't win the cruiserweight title on the outside, so he needs to make sure he doesn't let the referee count. What's he doing with those stairs? Bit of poetry in motion. They set the stairs up. Oh, was off with a big forearm to the face of Mysterio. Come on, baby. <laughs> you can see why to your Jericho character. He's hill- kind of doing a dab as well. <laughs> but <just like laughs> The hillside coming out. I think Jericho looks big just because how small Rey Mysterio is. I mean, uh, uh, Alan answer when he first saw Mysterio backstage, said, who lets the kids around? <laughs> but all credit to Rey Mysterio. Back in the ring, Irish whipped. Sternum first into the turnbuckle, picks him up and then drops him knee first onto the second turnbuckle. Mysterio's in a lot of trouble. And Jericho just stomping away. Charles Robinson, the referee. It's only the best for the cruiserweights, isn't it? Charlie Robbo. And Jericho just saying, this is too easy. He's got Mysterio. He wants to win the cruiserweight. The huge knee brace. And of course, Mysterio suffered so many knee injuries throughout his entire career. 
backed up on the ropes now. Jericho just wailing away with the forearms. Irish rip again. Oh, but a kick to the head from Mysterio. Finished 5 1 for Tottenham. Ray Mysterio jumps on the shoulders, but Jericho managed to move out of the way. Mysterio feels the leg, and now he's got. Oh! oh I don't know. It's like a reverse pedigree that was by Mysterio on Jericho. Jericho back to his feet already, though. And now to the outside. <laughs> that was quick. And now Mysterio backing up Jericho. Irish whip. Oh! Him into the corner. Oh! Kicks into the midsection. I think Jericho hit his head on the ring post. Slides through Jericho's legs and, well, takes Jericho's legs out and he hits head first onto the ring apron. Mysterio, even though he's in, he's still going to fly. Oh, oh, springboards his way over. Was that a West Coast pop? <laughs> it looked like No, it's it... not West Coast pop. What was the, his other one he'd done? Well, wherever it was, it was an impressive move. The spring he sent on. Big right hands from Mysterio. Oh, Jericho went to hit Mysterio. Mysterio dodged. Oh, oh <laughs> one man flapjack into the still stairs. Jericho seems to be recovering quite quickly. Yeah, I know. It's not too bad, is it? I mean, hopefully maybe Mysterio's offense doesn't hurt that much. But he's calling for it now. Springboard. Oh. Jericho had it scouted, though, and he goes straight for the top rope and just hangs Mysterio up. Great bit of strategy there by Jericho. He's been, he knows the leg's injured. He knows what moves Mysterio's going to hit to put him away. He's having a quick word in his shell-like. Yep. Drops him over the top rope. He suplex there. Busting Mysterio's gut. Now Jericho. Picking him up by his mask. Oh. oh. And Mysterio getting a bit of payback on Jericho there. Crutching him on the top rope. Mysterio with the punches. Both men in precarious positions. Mysterio. Springboards his way in. Oh. oh. But Jericho catches him. <laughs> jumps to the mat and gets him in a, well, balls of Jericho. Yeah. Line tamer as he called it right now. May Mysterio tap out. Oh. And uh, beautiful, yeah, Hurricane Runner reversed into the submission. And after seeing him losing, what, three, four weeks on the trot, he finally gets his comeuppance and he's uh, the new Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, so it sees the heelish tactics and his new attitude is going to work out for Chris Jericho. Beats Mysterio. But it just shows the kind of character, the character development with Jericho and what they could have done as we see. Yep, and they're booing him and Jericho's certainly not happy. Well, that is horrible by Chris Jericho. It's great by Chris Jericho, though. <laughs> Takes Mysterio's brace off and beats him over the knee with his brace. Well, Mysterio's been put through it. Lost the cruiserweight title, now getting humiliated. Oh. McDonald's employee of the month. <laughs> Thrown to the outside and, oh, no. And he's got Mysterio's leg in the ring post. Uh, in the ring steps, even. Oh, and there's a chain. He's chained his foot to it. Oh, my God. must be one of those cases they carry for the ring stuff underneath. Oh! Oh, straight on Mysterio's knee. Never needed a reason to boo him. They've got a good one now, and he's saying he's sorry. He's leaving without his title. Yeah, because he didn't mean it, you know. It was just an accident. Uh, The fans were in the wrong now, I think, with Chris Jericho. They should have just cheered him, and this wouldn't have happened to Rey Mysterio, so... He's been carried by the two referees. And look how much pain he's in. Love lift us up. <laughs> right, anyways, after this we had... Booker T successfully defending his WCW World Television Championship against Rick Martel. Yeah, and, and Rick Martel, again, another one of those like Marty Jannetty, who's been debuted in 1998 in WCW, and he's been used to start, even though 
like six years previously, he's probably at his prime. You could argue that's still not a bad match. Larry Zabisco with Dusty Rhodes defeated Scott Hall with Louis Spicoli by disqualification. Again, the team of Ray Trailer and the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, with Ted DiBiase in their corner, defeated the NWO members Conan, Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell with Vincent in a six-man tag match. Yeah, the match we were originally supposed to have at Starcade as well. I think we can see a theme now, yeah. And Kevin Nash is going to go against the Giant in this match. No news yet on when there's going to be the WSW champion crown, so we still don't know. That's all up in the air. Hollywood Hogan is at this pay-per-view, but in the corner of Kevin Nash with Eric Bischoff. And now we're going to see the Giant. And like we said, we heard the rumours going around that, you know, Nash was ill at Starcade. The Giant was scheduled to win. But they are going to have this match now. That sold out. We'll just see which way this goes. See if anybody got in the Bischoff's ear. And, you is know. this before or after Giant has asked for his, uh, say that, you know, can I, have a bit more money? I reckon it's about exact same time. Because if he had a year left on his contract, then, you know, he joined W in, what, February 99? So... Around this time, after he's you know going against Kevin Ashton, beating Hogan, go up to Bishop and say, "Look, I'm beating these guys. Why not do that?" So, but here we go, Giant versus Giant. This could be a very interesting matchup, isn't it, Dan? You know, Nash versus the Giant. Indeed, yes. You know, the two biggest guys in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, and a match we didn't see. I don't think in WWE. I could be mistaken about that, but I def- don't think we did. No, definitely seeing it here and. Well, this is uh, the biggest man in sports entertainment going against the biggest ego in sports entertainment. <laughs> you would say that. Big, sexy Kevin Nash. But Giant will not be intimidated here, pushing Nash away. But I, I think with Nash and Hall, again, the way they're kind of mocking the wrestlers during a match, I don't know if that's such a good thing or not. Do you know what I mean? I know it's making them look good, but... It makes the others look even weaker yeah, than they should. Yeah, to try and tell a story and, like... And if you are mocking a wrestler and then you beat him, what's it matter then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you keep, if you don't build up a guy and you win, well, we were expected to win anyway. But we're going to have a test of strength with Nash and a giant. Looks like Nash has got hold of the giant's hair. The referee not looking at it. Do you reckon there's some, uh, they're not holding any punches, shall we say? No, you know, no, I don't think they are, no. And Nash now with a side headlock to the giant. I mean, like we said, this is a battle. Big show there with a big backdrop. It's going to be effective, isn't it? And now look at him. Looking at Hogan and Bischoff saying, this is what I can do. Look at the power in me. Oh. Dropping the big elbow. Better than Big Cass, does it? Do not mention his name. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the end of this match is is brilliant as well. I haven't I haven't mentioned it yet, but a couple of times. And this giant now, big butt bump in the corner. Corey Graves Kosedowski does a hip attack, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. No, it's a butt bump. <laughs> And Kev- takes Nash down. Yeah, Nash in serious trouble. And the giant, all 500 pounds of him on the throat of Kevin Nash. Hogan wants to get him out of the ring, try and get his uh, focus back. Bischoff there as well. I mean, he could uh, change the rules in this match if he wanted. He could make it a handicap match. No disqualification. And now Hogan going up in the apron. Oh, and the giant now fighting back. Clothesline, big boot to Nash. Big boot to the big fright of the big sexy. Referee saying, you can't do that. And the Giants saying, yes, I can. I've got a count of five. Bischoff Hogan not really know what to do at the moment. Giants in, Giant, you could say, Giant's been in complete control. Oh, a big hip toss there. Throws the Giant a quarter around, well, halfway across the ring there. He throws Nash. Two thirds. Two for eight tenths. <laughs> Kevin Nash reverses the Irish whip. Leapfrog by Nash. And a big boot. 
I mean, that's the most athletic thing I've ever seen Kevin Nash doing. Right hand on the giant. Trying to get his way back into this match, and he eliminates the Big Show from the Royal Rumble, but the giant lands on his feet. Oh! Oh! And a nearly a suicide dive from Kevin Nash if his feet hadn't got caught on the top rope, and he had to be... And that is really impressive by the giant there, managing to keep hold of Nash, and then throwing him gut first into the ring post. Kind of saved him there. <laughs> yeah. The giant saying to Hogan, do you want me to do that to you? Throws Nash back in. And like we said with the giant, the future of wrestling. Oh. And as the referee's back was turned, Hogan hits the giant over the back with a steel chair. And I'm sure he's going to pay for that later. Too sweet in the fans. Yeah, that's a really hill thing to do, isn't it? You know? Well, it's a fan wearing an NWO t-shirt with six on the back. There's four of them in the front row. Look, we see another shot. You'll see how many sixes on the back. There's like six sixes. We're never going to see a shot of that crowd ever again now. Nash back to his feet saying, just count him out. Giant! Oh! Just beats the count. It wasn't a perfect team. It wasn't. And now Kevin Nash has got to look to put away the giant. Choking him on that second rope. Can he get the giant up for a jackknife powerbomb, though? Well, this is the question. Will we see it answer here tonight? Here comes Nash. Oh! Diving down on the giant. As he's draped over the second rope. Goes for a second time. Lucky number three. Ooh, made the giant pay then. Now Kevin Nash looks to be smirking. He's not got a cigarette in his gob, James. He's just got a grin on his face. And if anyone smokes, it's the big show. And look at Nash. He has slowed this match down. Giant shaking it off though, saying, yeah, it might have been an elbow, but it doesn't affect me. Oh, Ooh, and comes back with a giant clothesline of his own. Ran right through Kevin Nash like a diesel truck. <laughs> Oh, and James, you absolutely love these manoeuvres, and it is a double, big, big boot. I don't think I've ever seen a better big boot than that. And Hogan and Bischoff trying to cheer Nash back into it. Giants down, so is Nash. Both these giants, they get up after huge moves, but a big boot keeps them down for ages. Well, I think how much they've taken out of each other in this one. I mean, they must have hit at least one or two wrestlers through the majority of this match, Dan. I mean, you got to think about this. With the heavyweight division, it takes just one strike. Nash going for a cover one, two. Oh. But a giant managing to kick out. Ah. Yeah, like I say, with these heavyweights, it just takes maybe one strike to put your lights out. How dangerous the heavyweight division is. Well, in boxing, in wrestling not, because otherwise it would just make it really boring. Nash backing a giant up in a corner. Knees and elbows. Oh, sorry, big knees and big elbows. And a big right hands from... Big, sexy, big atomic drop. <laughs> it's too big, Dan. It's too big. The giant drops the gi- uh, drops Nash down, and now with a huge headbutts. Oh, it's huge now. Is it? It's got even bigger than big. Well, it's only because it's HH, wasn't it? And now the, uh, I don't know, massive word with P. Colossal clotheslines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Taking him down. Irish whip. Oh. And the big boot. <laughs> Saying Hogan, I want you. Don't focus you. on Hogan. The strap comes down. Uh-oh. The giant means business. This could be it. No, didn't go for the choke slams. Going for the slam, mocking Hogan. Saying, look, I can slam him as well. Signifying for the end. And now Bischoff's up. Oh, Bischoff's not going to be out for much longer. 
Giants got him, and what's Hogan doing? Distracting the referee. Oh my god! Choke slams him in the ring. <laughs> yeah, for not giving me a new contract. Nash got a coffee pot. Bischoff's down, and oh my god! Scalding hot coffee to the face. Oh my word. Low blow by Nash to Big Show. Or to the Giants, sorry. And now Kevin Nash. Well, Bischoff's out of it. And Nash is going to look for it. Is it time for the jackknife powerbomb? Here we go, he's got him! Oh! <laughs> Fuck me! He's broken the giant's neck! <laughs> I told you it was brilliant! I to- you asked the question, can Kevin Nash jackknife? Can Kevin Nash jackknife the giant? The answer is... Uh, no. <laughs> no! No, he definitely cannot! <laughs> he just killed him! And for entertainment purposes... Yeah, I mean, we've got to go back and watch a replay of this. So we just see the ending. Uh, let me see the time. Coffee to the face. Yep. Coffee, that's fine. That's fine. Low blow. That went well. Yeah, that's fine. Hogan come around to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. There he goes. Here you go, you got him up. So can Nash jackknife powerbomb the big show? This is a question we've been asking. Can he do it? He's got the big man in position. He's got him up. <laughs> Owen no, Hart did it. No, he can't. No, he can't. Owen Hart tried it with Austin. Going for the cover. Two, three. And Nash gets the gets the cover. Get, now we're going to listen to what the commentators have to say of it. As Mickey J turned and looked at Eric Bischoff. Well, it's like storming hot coffee, too. Hogan slipped him a canister. The giant right now. No way. Helpless. No chance. Is he going to try to jackknife him? Oh, oh my! Oh, my. Oh. Jackknife powerbomb. Oh. oh, my God. Kevin Nash, along with Hollywood Hogan and Eric oh. Bischoff. Hot coffee, a low blow. Forget the coffee. I want to see if his legs move. Oh. He could have broken his neck. I've taught him that. Oh, that's careers this could happen right now this sure. could be it right now take into consideration also that's 500 pounds of impact crashing down on his neck no this was this was a this was a struggle what it was but his legs haven't moved the fa guys anyway you can slice it better get somebody from the back here real here, here, comes, here comes help yeah, from the any, back any way you slice it a big win by for the nwo Our trainer has come out to check, and this is pretty serious, and uh, we're going to... Are you having trouble breathing? I don't know. It's a scary moment. Look, Nash is even in awe. Look at him standing there looking at the man. Don't look good. Oh, well, so... Starcade, it was WCW all the way. Momentum. Now tonight, what has happened to us? Well, Tony had even looked that way earlier this evening with the, the ruling by Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, and it looked like there were further problems with they're, they're trying to they're trying to immobilize the neck, it looks like now. No, I think he got the scalding hot coffee in his eyes. They're putting patches over his eyes. That's what he's doing. <laughs>
on assist if his legs are moving he could have broken his neck well the giant hasn't moved Nash gets a victory so you know a month of political stuff kind of worked out for Kevin Nash he gets a victory over the giant so that was WCW in uh, just end of December January Dan what are your thoughts <clears throat> I'm still reeling over that botched jackknife well, there was a bit of everything, really, weren't there, in that, as Hogan looking to make sure the giant, the giant's not moved yet. Well, we had a bit of everything, didn't we, this month? We had the Cruiserweights, which shone really brightly, and then the main event scene, as we've seen with the NWO. What's going on there? These are the questions we're going to ask in the upcoming months. You know, what happened with the NWO? Nash does seriously seem concerned about what's happened there. Yeah, but, Hogan couldn't care less, but Nash does actually seem concerned. Yeah, but this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, but Nash has just dropped someone on his neck, you know? Well, I think they're more, like, concerned of covering up that he's had hot coffee poured over his face and in his eyes, because they're covering his eyes. Well, they're trying to sell that. Oh, they'll probably just say, like, it was a normal jackknife again, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, we forgot about the coffee, didn't we, when he, he dropped him in his neck, and Bischoff just barely gets to his feet. That's what WSW all about, Dan. And then we had the two matches afterwards, Dan. Um, we'll just do them now to get them out of the way before this match. Bret Hart defeating Ric Flair in quite a long 18-minute match. Yeah, first time these two men met in WSW, and I think the right result with Bret going over. It wasn't as good as it should have been, you know. That's a bit of a shame. And then the main event, Dan. And as Michael Buffer would call match, <laughs> which has been going on for some time now. And that is uh, Lex Luger defeating Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth in his corner. Yeah, so not a great main event, I wouldn't say, because we saw that on main event in Nitro a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Macho and Luger? Uh, we did indeed, yes. So uh, it's a bit weird what they're doing. Final thoughts? I think you can see they're slightly going downhill. You know, they was a dominant show throughout majority of last year. Well, when we was watching it last year, yeah. 97. And, you know, I think they've peaked and they're kind of on the way down now. This this is the worry, isn't it? You know, to focus on the wrong things rather than like the talent you got. Like Sting, so over. Just have him as your number one guy. The end, you know, maybe split them up so they can feud with each other. People might be interested in that. Not just having. Well, a, you, you know, know, I was I was kind of. It would have been interesting if Savage was still there, you know, because you know he's got a lot of tenacity with Kevin Nash. You know, he could have perhaps cost Nash the win because Nash clearly doesn't need it. He's no. over as hell. And the giant, you know, he he's a giant. He should be dominating. He should be, you know, I know going against another giant in Kevin Nash. I've been macho, man. I know it did take a low blow, scalding hot coffee to the face and a botched jackknife to kind of put him down, which, you know, is something that should put a giant down. Yeah, completely agree with you there, you know. And this is what we're going to watch. WSW progresses through 1998 as well. To see the progresses don't mean digresses. Well, exactly the, the the kind of the mistakes they do make in this. You know, we've talked about a couple already this month. You know, with uh, the giant and, and other wrestlers like this. But again, we are going to see Goldberg. You know, we are going to see people like Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio still delivering 1998. But that is it for WSW at this moment in time. We've seen WSW this year now, so we jump ship to the WF.
What are the kind of things we're going to focus on this? Well, we're going to focus on the rise of The Rock, going from Rocky Maivia as part of the um, nation, well, becoming the rock that we know and love. We're going to focus on McMahon versus Austin, that brilliant rivalry, and I don't think there's been a better one since. We're going to focus on DX and all the changes that take place there. We're going to focus on Taker and Kane and also Mick Foley. So let's get started with Raw, and at the DX pay-per-view, Owen Hart made his first appearance since Survive Series. Unfortunately for him, he was the only one left of the Hart Foundation. Brett, of course, got signed for a huge amount of money. Bulldog requested and was granted his release. Jim Neinhardt was beaten up by DX a week after Survive Series and let go. But Vince had plans for Owen. Well, renamed the Black Heart, he attacked HBK after he defended his WWF title against Ken Shamrock and the feud was set. But this is Shawn Michaels and feeling the feud was beneath him, he refused to work with Owen. And instead, Triple H and Hart were going to feud over the European title. But HBK still had the title, so in Raw, Chris Laughter, the commish, made a match between HBK and Triple H for the title on the line. Would this be the end of DX? In a word, no. Michaels laid down for Hunter, and they celebrated like he just won the Super Bowl. But we go to Raw 240, December 29th. And this is the Raw after WWE Starcade. Uh, JR says Austin is a favourite in the Rumble. Austin then brings down the ceiling from the ceiling a portaloo and beats up Goldust, who's just like a baby, Dan. On... <laughs> interesting, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Triple H is injured, thanks to own heart. JR says Taker is a favourite to win a WWE title because it's a casket match. And of course, the main event, the Rumble 1998, will be Shawn Michaels against the Ante, which we talked about in the Shawn Michaels special last week. Shawn Michaels comes out in a casket and they smirk. They're not smoking cigarettes, they've just got grins on their faces. Uh, but S. Laughter makes Owen for HBK for the WWE title in the main event. Dude Love didn't want it. Mankind would have, but gave the chance to Cactus Jack to fight the Outlaws in a handicap match. It didn't last long because Chainsaw Charlie made his debut. Cutting his way out of a wooden crate, the former NWA champion Terry Funk saved Jack with a chainsaw. We all see Mike Tyson, who's in negotiation with the WF. And the DOA Scott Taylor flash funk headbangers. I want to confront Kane. So let's have a look at the kind of all stars in the ring right now are tired of Kane's shtick and they want to stop him. Well, they've all joined forces to try and put down the big red machine. Exactly. Well, we've seen the kind of <clears throat> rampage Kane has been on attacking superstars, and this is what they said have had enough. Well, seven angry men apparently awake Kane. Obviously. Obviously, Kane, week after week you come out here and you lay him in the middle of the ring. When you haven't been burnt, you think the Undertaker burnt you. Your brother, wait till your ass gets burnt by the DOA and the rest of the crew. So step on down the ramp because we're going to put your damn fire out. What? You ask and you shall receive. So saith Kane. younger brother of The Undertaker. It's finally going to happen tonight. Kane is going to get what he deserves. The destruction of Kane is imminent. Paul Bearer may have the baddest thing walking, but I don't think there's any human or whatever he wants to call himself that can stand up to seven superstars for the WWF at one time. But 
but he's obviously going to try. All these men, in one way or another, have had Kane devastate their professional career. Is that Undertaker's music? <laughs> yeah. They're selling it like it's going to be eight men versus Kane now. Undertaker's with the guys. Undertaker's finally going to lay hands on Kane. After he said he wouldn't because he's his brother. It was only a week ago that Kane beat up his brother, the Undertaker. And I think Undertaker's finally had enough of Kane and wants to get some hands on him. It's fair when you look at what happened at Hell in the Cell. Bad blood pay for you. Kane debuted. Tombstone in the Undertaker. And now DOA and the boys are calling Undertaker in and like, you can have first shot at him. Yeah, that's nice for a minute, yeah. Oh, oh no, they're going to team up and they're taking out DOA, the Headbangers, Flash Funk and whoever else may be in the ring. And do these two just want to go one-on-one? Well, they just look at each other now. Well, that's what big brothers do, I suppose. Undertaker's come out to help his little brother Kane. Well, I wonder what Paul Bearer thinks of this. I don't know what The Undertaker is doing. Anyway, so that's that. I mean, it's quite an interesting moment. The first time Undertaker and Kane ever on the same side in the WWF. Later on, JR said it's Owen's night tonight. And King says Owen's the most underrated. During the main event, JR takes a dig at WSW, saying this was a proper main event. Unlike some recently. Starcade. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Owen dominates the match until China attacks him from behind. <laughs> Owen catches Sean and Sharpshooter. Triple H hits him with the crutch. They beat him down to end the show. So we move on to the next episode. 241, January 5th. We are into the new year. And Austin starts the show saying he's a target. Well, he's going to take everybody out first. First match, Farouk versus Shamrock. This, for me, is Austin. You can see it here, the kind of style he becomes. So... At the moment, the nation arguing can't get right because Shamrock just beat Farouk. And Rock now face to face with Shamrock. And of course, these two men are going to face off at the Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Championship. And here comes <laughs> Austin. <laughs> Stunner to Shamrock. Stunner to Shamrock. The Rock, though. Bang. Stunner to the Rock. Oh. Telling everyone they're number one before leaving through the crowd. Well, Austin out here. And I think that proves uh, a point there, doesn't it? That Austin said... That he's going to get them before they get him. And uh, we move on. And the second match for the NWA North American Championship. It's Double J versus Black Jack Wyndham. And uh, Jeff Jack was to win the title here. And this is kind of shit going on at at the moment. It was good and it was bad. What a fucking prop to have a tennis racket. <laughs> no, why have a tennis racket? Well, he was on commentary and come out and cost... Well, he... Game Jeff Jack the title with Jeff celebrating. That's all good. With Strat, Jeff Jack celebrating. Uh oh. Stunner for Double J. <laughs> and the Austin Strat telling Jarrett he's number one. And Austin now, yeah, on the announce tables. The second time he's been involved. Second match, second time Austin's in. <laughs> so let me see DX promo. Shawn Michaels keeps looking at China's mountains. It's quite entertaining, but. Fights of Morrow if you don't really like that. Vega versus Owens turns into assault when Los Bariquas interfered. It turned out they were getting paid by DX, you see. So, uh, 
Paul Bearer waddles out and says, Taker has poisoned Kane's mind and taken him away from him. So Paul Bearer thinks that the Untaker and Kane sorted things out and finally going to uh, make it a bash together. And then we've got Mark Merrow in action versus Tom Brandy. Mark Merrow using his uh, boxing experience. Put him away. TKO. Bang. Bang. Hits it. Oh, but Mark Merrow not finished. Going to hit me with another one. Uh-oh. Steve Austin back in slowly. <laughs> and a Sonora in a bit of shadow boxing as well. Yeah. Steve Austin. I mean, what do you think of Stone Cold Steve Austin right now? <laughs> I love him. He's just brilliant. He's just Go like, on, Stan Sable as well. Go on. She deserves it. Uh, no, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. We see Don King. He says there's an agreement. That agreement is a that an agreement is close between Tyson and the WWE. Living in America. We see highlights of the Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood. And then Shawn Michaels comes out and chats shit for a few minutes. Then calls out The Undertaker. So what I'd like to have now is for you to drag that big dead ass carcass of yours out here and face me like a man. Come on, Undertaker, get out here so the heartbreak kid can smack you around in front of the whole damn world. I'll tell you one thing, Michaels has got some guts. He's pushing the Undertaker to the brink here. As if the Undertaker hasn't had enough problems. Okay, it's showtime. I think business is about to pick up King. They're bringing the casket. I'm assuming has the Undertaker contained in it. That casket looks awfully familiar. in China could do a little bit better than this. I mean, this is what I did last week. Okay, Hunter, China. You're real funny. Ooh, I'm scared. Woogie, 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 woogie. Come on out, you two. Come on. Come on. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> I forgot a secret password here. Secret password. Okay, here we go. Just like last week. Okay, break it down. <laughs> I love you too. Okay, break it down. Hello. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, look. Oh, look at that. There's Hunter China from the stage. Well, who's. Uh oh. Sean, up there. If you two are up there, then. Then, then, then who's in the, who's in the casket? Oh, it's the Undertaker! The Undertaker! The Undertaker's got Shawn Michaels! He's in, he's taking that casket! Oh my gosh! We're inside the casket! That is terrible acting. I know. I know it's terrible, but the Undertaker. Well, just, he's going to rape Shawn Michaels in that casket. Just taking him to hell. <coughs> 
as we end Monday Night Raw, Dan. I mean, not many episodes of Raw do that now, do they? Come on. Nah. So anyway, next episode, Raw 242. It is January 12th, 1998, week six days before the Royal Rumble. DX in a limo to start. After first match, Stone Cold arrives in a pickup truck. and has a bullseye on his chest. And Cole interviews Steve. Well, he grabs a pen, draws a bullseye on his chest. You know what? I'm a marked man. I say you're full of you-know-what. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because Stone Cold said so. Austin continues to destroy superstars back, backstage, including people like Vader. So he doesn't really care about the size of him. So we're going to see now a tag team match. It's going to be The Nation, D'Lo Brown and The Rock versus Ken Sharrock and Mark Henry. Look how young The Rock looks here. He looks somewhat older than he does now in a weird way. Yeah. Even <laughs> even back then, though, you know, he's a brilliant talker. Yeah. It is kind of Rock Cats. Like it's a crate from The Nation. We saw when he finally did join The Nation. It's only been three months and already he seems more of a leader than Farouk is at this time. Yeah. But it's going to start off with Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. Take it down the rock now. Big right hands by R. Ken. Ah, Kenny. Yeah, going to Irish whip him now. All oh, went for the karate kick, but Rock dodged it. Some big right hands of his own. He's laying a smack down. On Shamrock's candy ass. Takes in D'Lo Brown. Rock saying to camera, get out of my way, and Shamrock straight away. Takes down D'Lo. See, the Rock is breaking the fourth wall already. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, fuck you. Is Kayfabe still very much alive at this point? I think in certain parts, yeah. WF didn't really go behind the, the the screw job kind of opened it up a little bit because of all the stuff going on, mm. and then with attitude it just kind of got shock TV anyway. So, but it wasn't really so much as like all this social media is now. I think that's proper what killed it dead. Well, well the, the, sorry to interrupt, but the whole Stone Cold versus Mike Tyson thing wouldn't wouldn't be able to happen nowadays because people go, "It was a professional wrestling; it's fake versus the boxer." You know, uh, Big Show versus Mayweather. Exactly, but even then, it, it still didn't. It was have... still entertaining, but it was more about the money. Mayweather beat Big Show, didn't yeah. he? You know, whereas with, with Austin, he said he's the toughest SOB. If he'd have lost to Tyson or been punched by him or something like that, it'd make yeah. him look incredibly weak to kind of believe he's the toughest SOB alive. Well, The Rock just dropped the people's elbow on Shamrock, going for the cover, but Shamrock managing to kick out. Oh. You know, this is incredibly 20 years ago now. I can't believe the attitude era is that long ago. And people still talk about it. Most requested thing on the podcast people ask for. It's more attitude era, and we're giving it to you now. Shamrock with a power slam. Well, Jared won the attitude era on yeah. me two and a half years ago. Exactly. Rock reversing the Irish whip. Shamrock now, Hurricane Runner. Great vertical leaping ability. But you see, look, for a UFC-style fighter, Ken Shamrock mixed it up a bit, which is what I like about him. We were talking about that last week. Shamrock now, side suplex Shamrock at Rock and go for the ankle lock. Mark Henry in making sure. Oh! Oh, he's just closed closed on Shamrock. Did Shamrock accidentally hit him? And now Irish Griffin Shamrock. Well, strongest slam. Drops a big elbow on the heart of Shamrock as well. And the Rock telling Mark Henry to do it again. Do it again. Bang. That leaping ability from Henry. Well, the whole of the nation and Mark Henry all putting the boots to Shamrock. And the world's strongest man here has turned his back on his partner, the Rock. He ruled the referees in, saying no, directing traffic. Get his candy ass up. And he's laying down the rock bottom. Bang. (laughs) Go for the cover. And, Mark- and Shamrock's own tag team partners just counted the three. 
And now Mark Henry lifted, uh, raising Rock's hands and saying, you motherfucker ripping his t-shirt off. By any means necessary, he is a member, newest member of the nation of domination. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a bit late putting a fist up. <laughs> Aren't we all? Various Farouk, anyway. Uh, so the Rock definitely leading the charge for the nation there, and that's of course Farouk's problems with the Rock, but Mark Henry joining to change the tide maybe for the nation of domination. Oh, and I look Farouk's at the top of the ramp. But he doesn't look too pleased. I don't think Farouk knew about Mark Henry joining the nation. Well, tensions are there in the nation. <coughs> Farouk's meant to be the leader. So we move on and we see DX Limo's adventures. They stopped to beat up Owen Hart. Limo arrives, but there is no Owen Hart, so God knows where they put him. DX comes to the ring and talks smack about everyone, including Tyson. Owen arrives, but referees stop it from escalating. So, one hour in to Monday Night Raw, and we're going to see Mankind versus Dude Love. Come again. Well, Mankind's out here. Well, I think that's definitely Mankind. We've been seeing Cactus and Dude Love recently, but I think that is definitely Mankind. And all Dude's music's playing. And, oh, here comes Dude Love. What's Dude Love doing here? Oh, they're not the same person. Oh, I always thought they was the same person. Is that Luna Vashorn? Yeah, Luna coming out here associated with Goldust. Well, the artist formerly known as Goldust. But obviously that's Dude Love. I mean, it looks just the beard is spot on. And you can tell by the uh, the big rear end as well. As Mankind started on the Dude. And now Manimal Claw by Mankind to the Dudester. Oh! <laughs> Austin's out. Stunner to Mankind. Stunner to Dude Love. Oh, he stunned a dude's wig off and he kicked Luna in the head. Oh, my God, he looks like gold dust. Oh. I don't think any better. love Austin. <laughs> any better. It doesn't. Stone cold. At the right. Stone cold. Stone, Stone cold. cold. It is Stone Austin. Ah, oh, just, you've <clears throat> got, well, got to love it. Tyson will be at the Royal Rumble. DX come out and uh, with a big announcement. Kane is the newest member of DX. Ladies. What? And gentlemen. What I thought. The newest member of the Generation X. Kane. This is too much. This is too much. I got to see it to believe. Oh, I can't see anything. Wait a minute. That is some Kane music. That's the music of the one and the only phenom, The Undertaker. It's The Undertaker, the man that will be Shawn Michaels this Sunday at the Royal Rumble with a WWE title, casket match rules. Oh, this is going to... This could get really, really interesting in a hurry. Now, Michaels, I would appreciate it if you left my family out of this. This has nothing to do with my little brother, Kane. And if I was you, I'd be worried about the Royal Rumble, the World Wrestling Federation title, and The Undertaker punching about a six-inch hole right in the middle of your forehead. Whoa. Well, they are scared shitless of the Untaker. Everyone was scared apart from China. <laughs> China didn't move. 
He's got Michaels round the throat. <laughs> oh, and now he's changed his attention to China. He's got China up. Oh. oh. And Triple H just hit him over the back with a crutch. Oh, now Michaels taking off his jacket. Oh, sweet chin music to the taker. And now beating him up with that crutch. And this is just an assault of just six nights' time. The Undertaker Michaels will face for the WF title, but at the moment, Michaels obviously has the upper hand. Oh, oh, the lights have gone out. And it's that's Kane's music. Here comes Kane. Is he going to come to save his brother, the Undertaker? Comes Kane. What's he gonna do? Grab Shawn Michaels. Gets him by the throat. Oh, and Triple H hitting Kane with the crutch and giving all of DX a chance to get out of hell. And DX scurrying away. And Kane now gonna go chase him down. DX limping away. to the Undertaker until the Taker's brother, Kane. I'll guarantee you one thing. We're going to have a new WWF champion at WrestleMania. Kane will be there. you got to believe he'll negate Michaels in China. And then it'll be one-on-one, and when that happens, the Undertaker will be the new champion. And look at that. Kane apparently is extending his hand in some sort of bond or friendship to his older brother, and Undertaker is returning it. What a, oh, what a moment. Is that a symbol of things to come? Well, it seems to be like a salute to his brother. And the Undertaker does it back. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Are these two demons finally on the same page? I think they are, Dan. What a moment we've seen. Brothers... Managing to sort it out and finally be on the same page. And that means it could be the end of Shawn Michaels' WF title reign and DX come Royal Rumble 98. And we've got the Royal Rumble drawing up next, but let's start then. The Attitude Era was just getting started in early 1998 as WWE was starting to see some improvement in terms of their viewership numbers on television and live events. By the time they got to the 1998 Royal Rumble, it looked like they were ready to regain top spot in the wrestling business by beating rival World Championship Wrestling sooner rather than later. It was just the beginning of what was arguably the greatest rivalry in WWE history between the evil owner and his most important employee. The 11th Royal Rumble event took place in San Jose, California, January 1888. To be the World Wrestling Federation champion, there is no parallel. No higher accolade in the sport. To be champion is the dream of every competitor who's ever entered the squared circle. From collegiate champions to former gridiron greats. From second generation superstars with championship pedigree. To first year rookies with youthful aspirations. From Olympic heroes to the master of the octagon. From a renegade with a cold-blooded identity. 
to a man who would willingly exchange three personas for one with a champion's label. Tonight, 30 men who dare to dream. 30 battle-scarred warriors who have spilled blood, sweat, and endured the agonies. Who have labored in the cold shadows for that one precious chance to seize the championship spotlight are on a collision course with destiny. Tonight, 30 men will batter each other, sacrifice their bodies, betray friendships, embrace the soulless ally that is desperation. To the victor go the spoils. To the winner, a once-in-a-lifetime chance to become the next heir apparent. To the throne. All right, now it's time for the WWE Raw Rumble 1998. And Dan, what did you think of the promo? Um, I, I thought it was quite different. They wasn't focusing on, you know... Any one individual, they just showed highlights of pretty much every man that was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and they just showed, you know, they were just talking about it's one man, and they basically want to go for the title during the Royal Rumble, as is as it happens every year. And yeah, you know, they, it was a good video package, just showing little clips of every single person in it. I think they showed Austin like four or five times in it. Yeah, like. well, you, you talk about the man who's he likes to have balls on his chest, Steve Austin. He's here tonight, but there's 29 other guys that want to stop him in his tracks. And, of course, the main event, Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold. of course, Sh- uh, Shawn Michaels versus Yuntaker for the WF title in a casket match. We've also got the Intercontinental title on the line, Shamrock versus The Rock. So, I mean, it should be a good night here. Of course, we're back. Our last event in the uh, kind of Monday Night Wars, WWE versus WCW, was Starcade 97. So we are back now here in January. Of course, we look at the five-point system, roster, promo, matches, and then, of course, overall as well. So, Dan, you look forward to this event? You look forward to starting Night 98 in the WF? I am indeed, yes. Um, you know, I do, I do love the Attitude Era. And, you know, can't wait to finally get my teeth into some proper Attitude Era wrestling. And, you know, and it's good to see, to follow the rises of certain wrestlers, you know. It's not only The Rock who you know, comes into his own. You see The Undertaker having arguably some of his best matches. You've got the Austin in, you know, in the prime of his life. You see Triple H come into his own, the New Age Outlaws, even uh, Max Minnie. Exactly, we've seen Max Minnie before, but we're going to see, oh, we just saw him. He is here watching it in the, I guess, the skybox of hospitality here tonight. Mike Tyson's big announcement might be happening tomorrow night on Raw. And uh, we start off with the artist formerly known as Gold Dust coming out here, and uh, we've seen him dressed up as Dude Love. We saw him dressed up as Sable a couple of weeks ago, and of course as a baby. And what's he dressed like now, Dan? Well, he's uh, kind of wearing some. Oh fucking hell! Oh, he's kind of wearing some uh, green and purple spandex, skin tight like leotard, look, but with you know long legged le- leotard. Yeah, and he's got a pouch on as well. <laughs> he has, he looks disgusting. Of course, this storyline, yeah, and I t- this is something that WF, I don't think, does enough nowadays. They've continued the storyline. Remember when we watched Survivor Series 97 and Goldust refused to be tagged in by Vader and walked away? This is what the match has led up to, basically. And Goldust kind of, since the Terry Reynolds sort of Marlena, Marlene, Marlena split, it's kind of gone over the edge here. You saw what he'd done last week on Raw as well. Oh, he's come out wearing a thong. Yeah, dressed up as Sable, going to go hit Vader over the head with a coconut. So, uh, But this is kind of tradition we've started off now. Last year we watched the Rumble 1997, didn't we? 
and uh, we, we reviewed that event. And, of course, now here in 1998. But it is time. It's, it's time. time. It's Vader time. Vader. I really like Big Vader. I like the Mastodon. Vader. Yeah, I did like Vader. I don't think used right the WF. If he used as a monster, I think it would have worked. But well, I think they had enough monsters with The Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, but even before... I mean, he debuted in January 96, you know. So mm. he did have his feud with Michaels. That he had a title match at SummerSlam. But once you get beaten by a smaller guy, no offence to Sean, kind of takes it away a little bit, doesn't it? Especially when it's kind of clean that way. And feuding with gold, that's now Vader. A big man, but to his credit, former... WSW champion, and who would have thought Goldust would still be around nowadays, eh? <laughs> Rettling on Grid 205 Live. Indeed, yes, you know, he's uh, been about a bit. Well, we're going to keep an eye. Like we say, we're going to have a look at the setting and the roster, the promo matches. And as we start off, Goldust to attack Vader from the off. Goldust picking up Vader, big right hands. I remember watching this event with a non wrestling fan once, okay? I won't name him, just a non wrestling fan. And we started watching this event here, and he asked me about five minutes into this match, when when does when are they, can they eliminate him yet? And I said, no, no, no. I said, this is not the Rumble match. He said, what do you mean? I said, no, it's just a normal match. It's a Royal Rumble. I said, I know. I said, but the Rumble's later. And he couldn't quite understand why he couldn't eliminate him from the Rumble match, even though it was a singles match. Does it begin with Al? No, no, no. This oh. is going back. This is oh. like back when I was, you know what I mean? Back in the day. His name was Tim. I don't like talking about the past. Anyway, it's on the outside. You had people before me. <laughs> you, people you watched with Wrestle With Others. I did, I watched Wrestle With Others <sighs> back in the day when I was a young teenager. So anyway, <laughs> Goldust to the outside and Vader just flattened Goldust and Luna. Vader just got hold of Goldust in appropriate position. Oh, he's got hold of him by the thong. Sends him headfirst into the ring steps. Purple and green outfit with blue hair. Is it purple and green? Well, green face paint. It looks like a shin, doesn't he? Vader picking up the stairs. If you use him, he'd be disqualified. So he throws him down. And the referee Chad Patton's not having any of it. Oh, Vader throws the artist in. Vader, I think, can finish this at any time. And now big right hands to Goldust. Irish whip and back body drop. Oh, but Luna grabbing the foot of Vader, distracting him. Gives chance go, gives Goldust the chance to get back into this match. And what the fuck is that crazy fuck wearing? What? Luna? I think it's great. I don't think she has to worry about, you know, trying to please others. She's gone into that character and gone 100%. Works perfectly with Goldust here. They're just two crazy motherfuckers. And look at Luna. I think she's crazy. I mean, like Nikki Crosses nowadays, that kind of mentalist. Won't want to get on the wrong side of her. I'd rather fuck her than fight her. Well, exactly, you know. She's not scared of Vader, someone his size. Goldust now looking to maybe finish this off. Put Vader in a position. Referee didn't do anything about it. I'm sure that was a bit below the belt, but... Now Vader rolls the outside. Goldust catches him. Some big uppercuts. Throws Vader into the stairs. Well, Goldust got introduced to him earlier. Now it's Vader's turn. Well, let's not discredit Goldust. He is a big guy as well, you know. I mean, I Vader's 400 pounds. <laughs> and loony Luna. Well, she's choking out Vader. I think she was jabbing her heel of her shoe into Vader's face. And Luna say, look, she's doing nothing. She's over there, the other side of the ring. Vader trying to shake it off. Yeah, Blakey. Now Goldust got in the eyes. Oh, Goldust working the midsection with the big right hands. And now Goldust in the corner. Big right hands. That's more like the old Goldust. Oh, my. Oh, and a big kiss on the lips for good measure. And <laughs> he didn't like that, and he... Turned Goldust inside out of a big clothesline. 
And I think he knocked his face paint off him as well with that. Well, I think most of his face paint's on gold, on uh, Big Van Vader's lips. And speaking of lips, Luna cheering on. Goldust, as both men get to the feet. A Big Van Vader, I saw him wrestling for WCW uh, at the Royal Albert Hall. Crazy, isn't it? And now, five years after that, he's in the WF, and now he's still wrestling nowadays. He fought Will Ospreay last year. Goldust going to slam Vader. Vader turns it into a suplex. Oh, big suplex by the Mastodon. And Vader is covered in Goldust's face paint now. It's not going to stop him. Oh, oh. running splash. One, two. Oh, oh credit. Goldust managing to kick out. Uh, credit to Goldust. Oh, Vader's got Goldust. Oh, short arm clothesline. Could this be the end for Goldust? It looks like Vader's going to go. Is he saying it's time? Is he saying it's time? It's time. It's it's Vader bomb time. He's out of it. And Vader, yep, go making his way up. This big man. 400, yeah. 458 pounds. Oh, Goldust up low. Oh, catches him low. Well, Luna distracted the ref. And pulls the Eddie Guerrero. Men down, and that's thanks to Luna. Vader's up. So's Goldust. And he <laughs> sweeps Goldust's legs out from underneath him. Irish whip and a big clothesline from Vader. They are clubbing blows by Vader. You wouldn't want to fuck with that, would you? Uh-oh, Goldust went... Oh, Vader sits straight on the chest of Goldust. And now he's not mucking about now. Drags Goldust's limp body to the corner. Oh, but Luna's in the ring. <laughs> and the referee calls for the bell. No, he hasn't. Luna's no. still on Vader's back. Vader's going up. Oh! And both of them deliver the Vader bomb. So, hey. it was the Vade Luna bomb. <laughs> Vader gets the pin. I think Luna got the worst landing there. But Vader does beat Goldust. I mean, what do you think of the match, Dan? It was quite an interesting match, actually. I do, you know, like, Goldust is a very interesting character. Um, and Vader, you know, finally getting a bit of retribution from what happened beforehand. Yeah, I think that was that was a very good match. Yeah, I mean, a bit weird to introduce someone to that if you're first time ever watching a WWE event and it's Luna and Goldust there and you have to try and explain that gimmick. But I think, yeah, it weren't too bad. Vader showing his toughness. And we see the replay now. Luna headfirst into the canvas. It is a sight to see. Vader's shown his strength as we move on. Oh, my God, a Stone Cold Steve Austin just shot up in his pickup truck. Mark Cole's going to try and get a word with Austin. Well, they've just asked. The Godwins and the DOA have just asked where Austin went to Michael Cole. He says in the changing room, so they're going to try and track him down. And as we've seen, Austin's been humiliating the entire WWE roster at this moment in time. But here comes the fine crack whore herself. It's Sunny. I wonder why she got so much dick. And this is, to- this is when she started getting into the heavy drugs as well at this point. So you imagine... Two years she's been on top, and now it's Sable kind of taking over. You look at the state of her in two fucking years' time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I always thought Sunny was fitter than Sable. Yeah. I always thought Sunny was better looking. Hands down. It's, it, it's, that's the problem. Too many hands down. We've got Sunny in trouble. Too many cocks up. Cocks up, drugs in. And now we've got a little, a little fun match. Sorry for the. Uh, no, the come reference. on. Battalion, Talantula, and El Tolito. These three legends of the game here. And, and yes, people might say they might be uh, smaller athletes, but let's not discredit them here. Going to see one of my favourites of all time in action. Max Mini coming. I love Max Mini to bits. Of course, these are... Oh, my God. And El Tolito there trying to go to Sunny. Trantler's the guy in the purple and green. 
Italians, the um, dude in the mask, him. They've all got masks on your twat. No, the one with the fucking, you know, and the dude, the other one. Max Mini's running behind. That's Nova. Mosaic's in the red. Max Mini left, the behind. Oh, Max Mini nearly fell then when he came in. There's Mosaic. And Nova's in as well. At least three men, at least six men. Going to go out. It's Sunny. He's going to try control all this action. Well, Vincent Man thought they like Cruiserweight, so why not try something that might work on pay-per-view? They've already been on pay-per-view before. I mean, yeah, it was only a short match back then, but they might be getting longer now. So here we go. The action starts off. It's Tarantula in with Nova. Well, Nova down Tarantula, a big kick. Nova's slightly uh, shorter than Tarantula. Yeah, he is, gets picked up there. Arm drag down to that. Impressive. Short arm drag, picks him up again, forward across, short Hulk and runner, sends him down, wasting little time. Another Irish rip, Nova, oh! Oh, but he bounces off the second rope, turns himself inside out. Oh, dr- small drop kick there. Oh, mate, and t- that's like a fucking 20 metre drop for him. Yep, tiny tag in, Max Mini with Battalion. Picks him up, Max Mini though, arm drag, look at Max Mini! The Rey Mysterio over his time, taking him down. What you don't know is they're actually kids in their masks. Really yeah, now, springboarding. Battalion across. Throws Battalion to the outside. Oh, here comes El Tolito. Oh, he's, watched... he's actually the dwarf among midgets. He is. He's the important strowman of little people. <laughs> oh. What do you want to be when you grow up? Sorry, I did not mean that. A mosaic in trouble. I've watched this too many times. Mosaic down though, and oh, look at this, El Tolito. El Strowman Tolito. Is El Torito the same? El... No, he's El Toro, isn't he? He's El, El Torito. Toro. El... No, it's El Tolito, this mate. Yeah. We haven't had little people since WrestleMania. I don't know what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly a year ago, we got through. Oh, Mosaic up. Oh. And again, high elevated body drop, but. It mos- fucking would be, but wouldn't mos- it? <laughs> But Mosaic with the arm drag takedown nips up and a lovely arm drag takedown. I think that's all they do. Throws El Torito to the outside. This is classic Mexican wrestling, you see, Tags arm drag. Well, Tarantula Me- comes in. Mexican rules, you can go to the outside and that constitutes a tag, as we've yeah. seen before. Mosaic in there with, yeah, Tarantula. Oh, Battalion. <laughs> Battalion. Battalion in. Sergeant, Mos- Mini Sergeant Slaughter. Sending Mosaic out and over in. Says Battalion out. El- Torito in. Ooh. With Max Mini. No, Nova. No. Leapfrog. Hip toss. And now... A test of little strength. Oh. And a little arm drag takedown. And now Nova's got him back. Backed him up. Springboard second right. Picks him. Gets him Ooh. in there. Arm drag takedown. Arm dra- that's what they go for. And it? now arm drag takedown again off the Irish whip. Hurricane runner into an arm drag. <laughs> Beautiful there. Oh. Oh. Arm drag takedown. <laughs> hey. oh. To the outside. Leads on the outside and Nova might go flying. And Tyson's watching it going, what the <laughs> fuck, man? What the fuck? I had too much control. What's going on in this? <laughs> says, what the fuck's going Italian in with Nova. Mosaic. Mosaic. Mosaic to the outside. Punches him and springballs himself back in. Oh. Hurricane runner. Takedown. Deep arm, arm drag takedown. Drag. Come up, Hurricane into a leg drag. Leg takedown. <laughs> now, Mosaic again, Hurricane Runner takedown. Battalion out. Nitty into the Spanish announce table. Tarantula's in. And Max Mini in now. He means business. Oh. oh, runs into a big boot to the face. Oh, big boot. Oh. A little boot. That to size the face. two just hit Max <laughs> Mini right in the head. Oh, clotheslined him across. Tarantula taking out Max Mini. Oh, Max Mini dodging. Dumped to the outside, but fights away. Played a part yet. She's thinking, what the fuck am I doing with my career? <laughs> it does Max Mini, Hurricane Runner. She's, Sonny's thinking, well, it can't get any worse than this. 
And Max Finney now scaring off the comp- well, They've gone out of the ring, so. Talantina. Oh! Surely someone else would have been the legal person. Don't call me Shirley. Max Finney just got attacked from behind. Oh my god. And now he gets taken out by Battalion. And this is not good. And Sally saying, come on, you can't do that. No close fist. Max Finney saying, I've got strength. Punch to the gut. Oh, nearly a running bulldog. And Max Finney down. Referee needs to sort this out. Oh! Oh, botched it. She's trying to leapfrog Sunny. Uh-oh, and Sunny got hold of Max Minnie. And what's she doing? Well, it's not the first time Sunny's had a little man between her legs. No, she picks him up. Battalion. Battalion. <laughs> and now they're shaking hands. Battalion now taking yes. out Max Minnie. Oh, my God. And Sunny's in cahoots with the midgets. Cahoots, midgets. They're called little people, Dan. And uh, Irish ripped a mosaic. Oh, lovely uh, spin there. Throws Battalion to the outside. Oh, he might go flying outside. Oh, fair play to Mosaic. Mosaic went flying between the bottom rope and the mat. Oh. Now Torito's that cross-bodied Mosaic and Battalion. Now Max Mini a oh. double springboard corkscrew crossbody. And now Talantula, he's going to come flying all the way through the bottom rope. Oh, Battalion takes out everybody apart yeah. from Nova. Who's come flying now? Nova's turn. Oh. oh, tricks everyone. Springboard first, second, moonsault. And now it's left with Toledo. Dodged that one. And Max Mini in the ring. A huge slam down to Max Mini. Oh, looking for a senton, but Max Mini rolls in. And Max Mini's going up top. He's got to be at least 50 foot up in the air. Oh, my God. How high is this for him? Comes off. Harakarana Toledo. Oh, takes the little man down. And again, I'm dragged by Max Mini into the pin. One, two, three. There you go. Sonny makes the count. And Max Mini, Nova and Mosaic win the match. Oh, Sonny got blown around by the little man in the ring. Well, Sonny celebrates with Mosaic. And Sonny is the same size as Max Mini on her knees. <laughs> but Sonny, she's not accustomed. To, she's not a stranger of being on her knees. Yeah. Should she really pick up Max Mini? Is that allowed? Carrying around like a little baby. Yeah. Well, perhaps he's, he's not Mini everywhere. No, but there we go. I mean, I've got to talk about old nation backstage looking for Austin. Stone Cold's there. They're outside his locker room. Yeah, Big Mark Henry, strongest man. He's got proof to fruit. He belongs in the nation. It wasn't my idea for you to join the nation, first of all. Now, you got to prove to me you worth being in here. I want you to get in there and kick Steve Austin's ass right now. Go on there and get him. Come on, let's get him. Go on, bring it down. Come on, bring it down. Let's get him. Let's get him. Come on. What? what? Where is he, man? Where is he? Wait. Austin's not there, there's just a foam <laughs> finger telling the nation they're number one. And of course JR and the King on commentary letting us know the story throughout. So we see Tyson there joined by Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon. And so they're negotiating, talking about being on Raw tomorrow night. I wonder what that will lead to. It's for the Intercontinental title and it's Ken Shamrock. Versus The Rock. December 22nd made D'Lo tap out. And then one week later, Karma. Then Farouk made to tap out by Ken Shamrock as well. And then what we saw as well last Monday with Mark Henry joining the nation. Getting one over on the world's most dangerous man. Now The Rock backstage. And that's what The Rock's all about. Cocky, confident. And we see Finkel. Hey. The Fink. What do you think of the entrance way then? Uh, you know, they've obviously put some design and thought into it. Um, it's not terrible, but it's nothing grand. Uh, I, again, like you say, yes. 
it's based big circle, isn't it? Really, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing to say. It's the Royal Rumble, but we have got the sign up, of course, and we see coming in. We have still got the uh, normal barricades as well, not the uh, kind of black fancy ones they would adopt. The Rock's out here. Look how young he looks. Look how comes the world's most dangerous man. I mean, what are your thoughts on Ken Shamrock before he comes out here? You know, I, I do think I, I actually like Ken Shamrock. You know, he certainly played the lunatic, un, unhinged type wrestler. You know, the world's most dangerous man. He certainly played up to that moniker. Yeah, you know, I, I like Ken Shamrock. I, I'm, I'm a bit surprised he didn't go much further than what he did, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird the way the time, you know, when he left. It's in 99 and we thought he might return. He never did. And he's given recent interviews saying uh, he would love to come back. But obviously they're not interested. So I don't know what it was at the time. It was a big deal, wasn't he? You know, coming in, making his debut with the UFC, making Vader tap out against Shawn Michaels at the DX pay-per-view at the end of the year. And now it's kind of gone down to mid-card. But... It's weird to think how popular Shamrock is, you know. It definitely is a good match. They are completely different, but in a good way, aren't they, you know? Yeah. The seriousness of Shamrock as he comes out here. And I like. I always like Shamrock as well. Didn't they introduce Ryan Shamrock as well for a bit? Yeah. At the moment in time, Shamrock is higher up the card than the Rock is. A huge Rocky sucks chance. Of course, it's a distraction, but can Shamrock get the job done here tonight? Shamrock in his traditional fight imposed. The Rock is just in his normal pose, really. The Rock talking smack before they tie up. The Rock's gonna take his, you know, take his time. He knows the nation are nearby, even though he's kind of annoyed them by saying that he's gonna be the man to win the Rumble tonight as well. Disqualifications count out. Rock, any means necessary. It's the nation's mindset. And even though the graphic says Rocky Maivia, you see the Rock talking to third person. He's got the Rock on his trunks. So it's definitely a start of this character. We'll see how 998 treats him. Well, he's well into his The Rock transition. Mm. Looks a big right hand. Shamrock ducks out the way. Shamrock's just sent The Rock to the outside. Rock was trying to speed things up there. Shamrock caught him with a kick. And now The Rock, Irish whipping Shamrock into the corner. He's taken over now in the ring. Shamrock out the cloak. Corner with a clothesline. Make that two. Now I can run an attempt. Oh, but The Rock. Lifted him over and hung him up on the top rope. The cover, but Shamrock kicks out. Uh-huh. And the Rock now going for right hand. Shamrock blocking. But the Rock again cuts him off, poked to the eye. Sends him into the turnbuckle. Well, look at Shamrock now with a comeback on the Rock. Big right hands, big left hands, but again the Rock poked to the eye. And now Irish ripping to Shamrock, going for the right hand. Shamrock dodges. Cross body. Goes for the near fall, but the Rock managing to kick out. Oh. Shamrock catches him in the gut and now Fisherman suplex. Going for the pin, but shoulder up at two. Two. And the Rock straight back on him. The self-proclaimed leader of the nation closed on Shamrock down. Now he throws Shamrock to the outside. Oh, introduces Shamrock's head to the steps. You wouldn't get away with half these signs now. Nah. Ted Turner is gay. Brett's a bitch. Sean's a faggot. They're very homophobic they signs, are. aren't they? <laughs> well, Shamrock back in with the Rock. Both men fighting. Irish rip, close on attempt from Shamrock, but the Rock turns it into a lovely DDT. And there's someone in the crowd with a laser pen as well. Yeah, going for the cover. I think everybody had laser pens at this time. Oh, Shamrock managing to kick out. Ah, really fucking annoying. Yeah. The Rock now going to go for the sleeper on Shamrock. Trying to wear the most dangerous man down. Shamrock managing to fight back with some big blows to the midsection, but the Rock countering them with some punches of his own. Back to the side headlock. 
Sherrill back to his feet now. Working away at the midsection of the rock, but a rake to the eyes stopped him in his tracks again. Irish rip reversal by Shamrock, but the rock trying to turn it into DDT. Shamrock with a lovely suplex. And I think the weird thing is about Shamrock is his strikes that he does, because it's that kind of UFC thing, is more commonplace nowadays, isn't it, with the way people kick yeah. and the strikes and stuff like that. Now, well, Shamrock then was maybe a bit out of his place because of the kind of the way the blows were landing. But nowadays, everybody kind of hits kicks. Everybody kind of does the forearms, right hands, a quick pace of Shamrock. Both men down trying to get to the feet. Both young men leading this kind of new generation for the WF at this time as well. Well, these are the men that are effectively trying to save the WWF, yeah. you know, in the Monday Night Wars. And it's the guys hopefully can carry the WF in the next few years as well. You know, Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon got his hopes on these two guys. And Shamrock now wants to win the Intercontinental title, screaming at the Rock. Back in the Rock into a corner that the Rock doesn't want to be in. Irish rip, a lovely scoop slam there by Shamrock. Goes for the cover. Oh. But the Rock managing to kick out. Ah. Now Shamrock with a half mount, <laughs> punching away at the rock's right hand, uh, punching away at the rock's head, and now that's just angered the most dangerous man. Oh, and the rock again going to the right to the eyes. Referee's really got to have a word with him. Shamrock's Shamrock's not really much of a seller, is he? No, it's in a turnbuckle. Well, seems more of an annoyance to Shamrock than it is anything else. Shamrock with his lovely leaping ability, head. Uh, Hurricane Rana. Oh, but Karma's and the rest of the nation to come down. Shamrock knocks him off. Oh, oh, knocks D'Lo off, <laughs> gets his foot hung up. And Rock's got something in his hands. Oh, he's got the brass knuckles. Oh, my God. And Oh. Puts them in Shamrock's trunks, goes oh. for the cover. One, two. Oh. Shamrock emphatically kicking out. Uh-huh. Very emphatic there, James. And a Rock and Shamrock up. The Rock can't believe he didn't get the job done. D'Lo's still caught in those ropes. <laughs> Rock now. Gonna look to put Shamrock away, no. And the ref's Go- well and truly distracted. Uh-oh. Oh. Belly to Bailey. And that's his signature. One, two, three. Shamrock wins the Intercontinental title here at the Royal Rumble. And the new IC champion, Ken Shamrock. Oh, fair play, Shamrock. Look how happy he is. Kenneth Shamrock here tonight. Wins the IC. UFC is for wimps. <laughs> But Shamrock gets job done. Title wrong way round. Title's wrong way round. And the Rock though, saying to referee, in the face. Check his trunks. You did get hit in the face. And the referee saying, I've got to check your trunks. Oh, come on. Ref, what are you doing? Trying yes. to pull Shamrock's trunks down. <laughs> Shamrock's like, I'm celebrating with a title here. And the Rock's adamant about it. Shamrock's saying, no, I've hit with a suplex. What are you talking about? Referee's Have saying, you got a hard on or is that some brass knucks? There's a bench, Shamrock. And you're not there? that normal. You're normally not that big. And Shamrock now pulling out nuts, and he didn't know anything no, about that. No, no, I didn't do it. Oh, referee saying, "Well, the nuts in your pants. You knocked out the rock." He's reversing his decision. No. Oh my God! Strips Shamrock <laughs> of the title, and the rock somehow gets out of that. Look how furious Shamrock is! And what a brilliant plan by the Rock there. <laughs> To have a plan B of doing that to Shamrock. And the referee now might be in a little bit of trouble. Ken Shamrock saying, no, I didn't. Oh, goes for a ride there. And he's <laughs> Shamrock's got the ankle lock on. Referee's tapping out. <laughs> he can't do anything about that. Shamrock's going to break the referee's ankle. Mike Hoda. It's right the other referee's right here now. And Shamrock <laughs> chasing him off. 
But what a clever plan that was by The Rock to do that. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was great, yeah. Um, the Rock certainly shone in this, and, you know, it was a very innovative ending as well. Yeah, very nice ending, and uh, quite not, good chemistry between Shamrock and Shamrock there, screwed out of it. He beat The Rock clean, yeah. but unfortunately, you know, uh, he carries on. But Shamrock's got a point to prove as we move forward, 1998 for him. The Barik was now looking for Stone Cold, and they got him. They got Austin. Oh, no. <laughs> Just one of the DOA. <laughs> oh, no. It was eight ball of skull. And Austin's avoided the nation and the DOA Barikas. I'll tell you what, I, you know, the best thing about the podcast is, is that if you listen to everyone in a row, it will now pay off for you. Because you've got every little moment that we've watched is in different podcasts. So it is like, not, I don't want to compare it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course, but you could stretch it out or even change the order around and actually watch wrestling in the fucking, just the moments. And up next, we've got a match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. Well, Shawn Michaels' special podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago we looked at DX, or Shawn Michaels' involvement in DX, and we watched a very special match for Monday Night Raw in 1997. In that one, Triple H Shawn Michaels teamed up with uh, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn to put the LAD through the announce table, didn't they? Yeah. Shaved off Hawk's, Hawk's mohawk, and basically tried to destroy the legacy of the Legion of Doom. Tonight, can the Road Warriors get a bit of revenge against the New Age Outlaws for the tag team titles? They are powerful. They are indestructible. They are champions. They are legends. of doom and they have defined tag team wrestling they are tag team wrestling but the road warriors like true champions get up after getting knocked down they will make their return tonight against the new age outlaws with the tag team titles on the line and you can bet animal and hawk have only one thing on their minds tonight at the royal rumble and that's revenge so this is the Outlaws again at the start of their uh, kind of teaming together. Talk about what they were in 97. You know, Rockabilly team with a honky-tonk man versus Jesse James as a cowboy. They'd be able to change their characters and not but not being released because WF couldn't afford to at the time. They had to kind of mould these young wrestlers. And the Road Dog was like, right, I'm quite good on the microphone. This is what I can do. And Billy Gunn was like, okay, right started hanging out together and became this kind of attitude that were the outlaws. And it all spun from credit to Legion of Doom to, you know, be able to be beaten up. And the outlaws being like, no, we're the new, again, the new generation, new face of the tag team division. And you're the guys from the 80s. I mean, they look so young at this time. But, you know, Billy Gunn as well. Talk about untapped potential. I mean, Smoking Gun's tag team. 
He's, you know, we've we've seen him in the yeah. 95 Rumble. He's been around for a few years. It's a Legion of Doom, a tag team. Dan, you've got a love for, we all know. As they come out here to go against the Outlaws, a team that I rate quite highly, very underrated, the Outlaws. People don't say they're good in ring. Let's see what they can do tonight against Hawk and Animal. I've mentioned a couple of times before, Mark, I do love the Legion of Doom. I think it's because, you know, they was one of the first tag teams I started watching when I first got into wrestling around, you know, the early to mid-90s. Yeah, you know, I wasn't as focused on wrestling, you know, and it was, I don't know, I think it was just the way they came across. Yeah, they, I mean, they're real life, you know, superheroes. You look at the size of them and during that time as well where they were winning all the time, they weren't selling, were they, you know? Nah. Even now at this point in their careers, the Outlaws... You can compare them to Mojo Rawley's T-shirts, just not selling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And now the Outlaws go straight after Hawk and Animal to give them with. Punching away, now both men split up. Oh, Road Dog looking for a leap over Animal's head, but he just gets caught, planted into the mat. Billy Gunn breaks up the two can. Oh, and Billy pays for that, gets sent out to the outside. The are just trying to get a breath back, and they look to be leaving this match. They've had enough of the LOD already. Well, again, the Earl Champion, so, you know, count out victory disqualification. And credit where credit's due to Animal. Still rocking probably one of the greatest mullets in the WWF. Oh, without a doubt, you know, when mullets are slowly dying out. And credit to Hulk as well, you know, with the uh, just the one mullet-sided as well. But he's only got one on one side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got the one mohawk. And... You know, I'm sure his hair would have grown back after two weeks. <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't know about well, that. Oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. He looked clean shaven. Maybe they've just snuck up with him in the night. Irish whip now by Hawk. Bodog in serious trouble. Oh, walks into a big boot. Double big back elbow from the LOD. Working on the road dog. Nice nice. animal with a chin lock. I think his mouth's been busted open. He's got internal bleeding, James. Oh, my God. Uh, internal bleeding. don't pull their punches. They're probably laying it in on a road dog. Let's not forget, road dog's a, f- he's a former Marine. So we know how tough they are. I mean, Randy Orton was one. Oh, and a reverse stunner there from uh, Hulk. Big right hand to BA Billy Gunn. That right gives road dog the chance. Poke to the eye. Tagging Billy Gunn. Uh-oh. Hip lock takedown. Irish whip, Lufez press, and he wows away just like the Austin. And the Outlaws have been beating up the majority of this one. Hawk now looking to swing Billy. And then plants him face first into the mat. Well, it ain't pretty, but it's effective. Indeed. That's what I said to her. And now Animal comes in, picking up Billy. Lovely backdrop there by Animal. Simple names, isn't they? Animal and Hawk. Exactly. Going for the elbow, misses. You got an animal, a hawk, and a dog, and a yes. gun. Pa- I think Hawk should have been named Bird, though. <laughs> animal and bird. Animal bird. No, because sounds like <laughs> the bird is an animal. Reptile. Reptile, animal, <laughs> fish. <laughs> Amphibion. That's too difficult. Oh, now animals got the uh, chin lock. Chin chin lock. Chin lock on Billy. And so throw dog goes straight after Billy. Oh, but a trip from behind by the road dog. Oh, referee, Billy Gunn sends Animal to the outside. And now the New Age Outlaws have got the upper hand. Oh, they did for a second until Animal blocked the big right hand attempt from road dog. Irish whips him straight into the steel stairs. Now the New Age Outlaws have got the upper hand in this match. 
Billy Gunn enticing Hawk to come into this match, thus distracting the referee. It's a good strategy by him. What's Animal looking for? Hawk in. Referee's distracted. Ray Dog pounds down Animal. Hawk's punching away at Billy Gunn. And now it's the Road Dog and Gunn trying to take out Hawk. Irish whips him. Oh, but he comes out of the corner and takes both members of the Outlaws down. Things are kind of broken down here. Now Billy Gunn distracts the referee. Road Dog now getting caught by Hawk. Brought back in. I don't know what the Animal's doing. Animal's fucking around. Oh! Now, uh, Hawk looking to take out Billy Gunn, but goes shoulder first into the ring post. And to his credit, he's getting up quite quickly. He doesn't sell, does he? Around. He'll be up punching by no time. Oh, gets his head bounced off the steel stairs. And now Animal's not moved. And what has Road Dog got? They handcuffs? They look like handcuffs, yeah. Oh, they're handcuffing Hawk to the ring post. So now Hawk's stuck there and it's just Animal against the Outlaws. Now they're going to double team Animal. Pick him up. Oh, oh, no. Animal rolls out. Clotheslines both of them down. Irish rip. Oh, oh. big shoulder block takedown by Animal. Billy Gunn's in a lot of trouble. He doesn't need a hook in the match. Goes for the cover. Oh. Billy Gunn managing to kick out. Uh, oh, poke to the eye. Referee saw it. Did fuck all. <laughs> Didn't care. <laughs> oh, slams it down. Scoop slam by Billy, yeah. Hulk desperately trying to get out of there. Billy to the top now. Animal's getting up to his feet. Catches oh. him. Slams him down. For the cover. Two. Oh. And a chair across the back from the badass, uh, from the road dog. Referee's called for disqualification. Well, the outlaws still retain the titles, but they're assaulting Hulk and Animal now. This is disgraceful. Oh, Billy going off the top with a splash. Right on the back of Animal. And if Animal had an injured back, but Hulk... Just rip the handcuffs off. Taking out the outlaws with a steel chair. And Hawk saves his brother, but the damage might already be done. So, Dan, what did you think of the match? It's, I don't think it's been the greatest match on this pay-per-view. No. <laughs> you know, um, there were some surprising twists during the match. I think the referee's letting an awful lot go, but it did make the LOD look really strong. Even though, you know, they got beaten down towards the end of it, I think it made them look so strong that they had to resort to steel chairs, handcuffs, and so on and so forth to actually... Well, they didn't beat them, they lost to them, but... Yeah. Well, anyway, we move on to Mildred Bowers, just won Stone Cold's pickup truck. Lucky you, Mildred. I wonder what state it's in now, eh? But we do move on, and of course, up next, it is the WWE Royal Rumble 1998 and there's one man who's a marked man in this and let's take a look at Bottom line, why? 
motherfucker Stone Cold said so. What's he doing? Look out! Oh, hell yeah! No more Mr. Nice Guy until after this rumble. Maybe if you think you can win the rumble, give me a hell yeah and I give up. Oh, hell yeah! Everybody's gonna come after him tonight, and you know what? He deserves it! You've got to love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, we've seen all the build-up to this, haven't we, Dan? We have, and it has been very entertaining. And, yeah, you know, it's it's just Austin at his best, really. Yeah, it, re- it really is. Going through the entire roster, there's one man to watch in this entire match. There may be 30 superstars in the Rumble, but like we say, we're all looking out for Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the rise of the rattlesnake that we're going to see here. We see Mike Tyson in attendance as well. He'll be on Monday Night Raw tomorrow. This really is the advent of attitude. I don't know how many times I have to rhyme words together, but as we see Howard Finkel here. Of course, we should say the Royal Rumble lottery uh, was drawn at the end of Raw last week. And it all ended in shenanigans, basically, and all out. Everyone got stunned. Yeah, everybody got stunned, basically. They were all out for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's weird because they're going through the rules now. They don't go through the rules anymore, do they? We don't need to. No. Is, I mean, the only difference to this for normal ones now is every two minutes a new superstar and seconds. But then again, if you've ever counted the times between wrestlers, they change dramatically anyway. <laughs> they do, yeah. I think they just go along with the story. Yeah. So who's going to be number one? Cactus Jack. Wow. Well, man, kind of dude loves us to stay at home tonight, but here comes a trash can throwing. Well, if anyone should be in the rumble out of the three faces of Foley, it should be Cactus Jack because he is the more hardcore one of the three. Yeah, and of course, we've seen Cactus Jack making his WF debut last year in uh, Madison Square Garden fighting Triple H. So Cactus is out here number one. Who's going to be number two? I can hear a chainsaw. Oh, my God. And it is Chainsaw Charlie, or better known as... Oh, what's his name? It was Terry Funk. That's it. The former NWA champion for a couple of years back in the 70s. Now wearing pantyhose and talcum powder on his head and coming out here with a chainsaw. We saw his mate, his WF debut as Chainsaw Charlie, (laughs) sawing his way out a wooden box. (laughs) Well, someone just as crazy as Cactus Jack. I think even, (laughs) even greater coming out here with a deadly weapon. Yeah. Throwing a chair in. Oh, my God. Now, that chainsaw is live. Oh, we've got trash cans and chairs in the ring. Cactus chair shots <laughs> a chainsaw out of Terry's hand. Yeah, and a chair shot across the head for Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> Charlie ducked one, picks up his own chair and hits Cactus Jack across the midsection and across the back. The referee quickly scuppers into the ring to get that chainsaw out of there. Well, turn it off, make sure it's turned off, and now we've got... Dueling chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Cactus has won this. Chainsaw Charlie's backing off, and then he lifts up his pantyhose to reveal, oh, it's me, Terry Funk, you know. It's old Terry. He's saying, go and do it. He's saying, go and hit me. Tensing up. Completely rocks him, but he doesn't go down. (laughs) No, not Not that he wasn't funny in the (laughs) first place. (laughs) And now another chair shot. Is Cactus going to deliver? Is he going to do it? Chainsaw Charlie's tensing up for a second. No, Jack hands the chair over and says, come on, it's my turn, I want one now. Yeah, come on, all fair. Oh, that was a bigger clump. <laughs> oh, it was. And he's not handing back the chair. No, he's, he's, they're not, uh, he's not being fair. He can't be fair in the rumble. Oh, my God, chair to the face. And now Cactus is going to go over, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it does look like he's going to be eliminated. 
Well, we're only five seconds away now for number three. And who is going to be coming out here? What <laughs> unlucky bastard's coming out next? Chainsaw. They called a, they called a yeah. bit of a truce. Oh, my word. Number three, the Italian stallion coming out. He might not last long as Cactus and Charlie are going to attack him. Well, Salvatore Sincere. He's gone from the Royal Rumble. He's been eliminated. And that is all you need to know about him. <laughs> and now we're back to these two crazy bastards with Chase or Charlie and Cactus. Punching each other to the face. This is a hardcore environment anybody in the Rumble is going to come out to. And Chainsaw there with a legendary left hand. I always remember that funny story about uh, Terry Funk. Wait a minute, he's going to pile drive Cactus on the chair. No, backdrop by Cactus. Saves his own head. Mick Foley was always a fan of Chainsaw Child, of Terry Funk's left hand. He wanted to know how he delivered it properly in the ring. And he got in there one day and Funk backed him in the corner. He goes, here we go, I'm going to find out the magic of left hand. And all of a sudden, Terry Funk hit him as hard as he could. And he realised it was like magic. He just tried to hit you as hard as you could. Oh, oh. a suplex through two chairs <laughs> for Chainsaw Charlie. Well, he's in a chair. He's completely destroyed. This is sickening. But these two guys, if you've ever seen any of these two fellas' matches, <laughs> this is actually very tame for these Yeah, two. to be fair. I mean, their wars in Japan in 95, C4 explosions and barbed wire. Chainsaw Charlie hanging on. Here comes Cactus with a trash can. Oh, bashing his hands. Charlie's held on by his legs. Well, here comes number four. Oh. nation member, and it is The Rock. Tell me more about this dashing man. <laughs> um, well, he's... Uh... He's quite a new guy. I don't think he's going to be around that long. No, no, he hasn't got... I don't know. I don't think he's got the it factor. Nah. He's useless on the mic. Mm. Can't wrestle to save his life. Saying that, though, a story about Mick Foley. He wrestled Rock as Rocky Maivia in 1997 on pay-per-view. And up when The Rock was babyface, Vince Man asked him afterwards, what do you think of Rocky? He goes... Uh, he's a good athlete, but I don't think he's got it. He's got what it takes to cut it in the wrestling. <laughs> so anybody can be wrong. Who knows? Could be Mojo who's the next Rock. Well, we know, and I've just you know what I mean, misplaced him <laughs> there. So the Rock come out here, who cheated earlier to keep hold of his IC title in the nuts in uh, Shamrock's pants, but now he's caught between Charlie. <laughs> oh, and a trash can to the head from Cactus Jack. And the rock's rocking. Well, the rock was getting the headbutts going, this is not nothing. This is nothing. And he's had a trash can pa- placed over his head. And Jack and Charlie are just punching the crap out of the trash can. The world's highest paid actor in 2016, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he went through the ropes, though, and not between, uh, not over him. Yeah. So he's still in it. After Cactus had hit Rock with a chair, the trash can and all gone out now and... Back to Chainsaw Cactus as right number five. And it is one of the headbangers, Mosh. Well, here comes Mosh to the party. Maybe it'll be a Mosh pit. <laughs> oh, he gets a chair thrown at him as he's on his way up the ring. <laughs> well, he dodges that. And now, finally, it's breaking into a Royal Rumble. This hardcore match is breaking into a Rumble match. Yeah. Funny how that happens. Yeah, no, it's weird, isn't it? Mosh and Charlie in the corner. Rock and Cactus Jack are in the other corner. Oh, Cactus kicks the rock. And Charlie, ooh. He went between the ropes, so he wouldn't have been eliminated if he'd gone out anyway. But well, fair enough. At least someone's keeping on the rules. <coughs> Saves himself, nonetheless. Now, Cactus in the corner with a rock. Huge right hands. Might go for the running knee. No, he's going to go help his mate, Chainsaw Charlie. Oh, there's a running knee on the rock. 
skirts, are they, James? Yeah, I think they do. I'm wearing one right now. As I don't know if James Charlie's had enough punishment. He's going up for a moonsault. Oh, that is probably <laughs> the most ugliest moonsault I've ever seen in my life, but it's probably just as effective as a pretty one. Charlie's... He's on all fours and he's just ramming his head into Mosh's... Now Rock and Cactus on the other side as we wait number six. That hasn't been two minutes. I know, it's, it's, it's flying by this fumble match. Well, it's a good win. It is Phineas. Phineas, better known probably as Midian. He's coming out here, this big hoss. Might have something to say in the Rumble match. As Mosh is getting a fence in on the Rock. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought these type of guys? Well, Mosh getting the upper hand on the Rock. And now Phineas in, and look at the sweat on his dungarees. And I was just walking to the ring. <laughs> but the big man means business. Hi, oh, big man. We shouldn't discredit the Godwins or the Headbangers, former uh, WWF Tag Team Champions in their own right. Has he got skid marks in his trunks? He might have, so what? And of course, Cactus and uh, three former world champions in the ring at this time. We count Terry Funk, NWA. Yeah. And uh, The Rock and Cactus. I mean, considering other Rumbles we watched recently... Better level of superstar. But you can see it's a, a, a changing period for WF, and you will see yeah. that with rumbles throughout the late 90s, you know? Well, it is, you know, it's just quite funny to see what these guys change into as well. Yeah, and the, 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 the way they're able to change with the kind of attitude, you know, in place. It's only really at the moment Tom Brand, who came at number three, don't really do anything else. No. Much no. I mean, you know, you know, at least some of these, they capture tag team gold, if yeah. if not anything more. Exactly. Naked Midian, you know, European champion as well. As we wait, number seven, as the rock clotheslines, Phineas. And he's saying, come on, bring it. It is eight ball. Well, here comes eight ball, and his partner, Crush, was beaten up earlier by Los Barricas, who thought he was Steve Austin. They're bald racists. But here he comes now. Eight ball, going to try and put hurting on everybody in the rumble. And he's working over the rock. Charlie trying to get rid of Midian. <laughs> and Cactus clothesline. Oh! Well, Charlie ducked it and sent Cactus to the outside. And he's pointing out they knew, even though he's probably missing a fair few brain cells from their unprotected chair shots to the head. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, he managed to outsmart Cactus Jack. He did. And Cactus coming in number one is only the second man eliminated in this Raw Rumble. But uh, that's a shame for Mick Foley. But better luck next year. And now Chainsaw Charlie and Mosh getting into it. And... Chainsaw seems to be drunk on his feet. The two big men, the redneck and uh, eight ball. And here comes the guy wearing skirts. So. <laughs> Indeed, you've got a man with pantyhose over his head. The Rock's the only kind of normal, generic wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say generic, but you picture what The Rock looks like. And the Rock's are oh. giving a Charlie. Well, Charlie, he's got his legs wrapped around the top rope there. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> and he's just hanging by his feet. Well, he manages to stay in. Number eight. Number eight, five seconds away. Ring's filling up a little bit now. We've got five guys in there. And it's another former heavyweight <laughs> champion. <laughs> oh, look at this big burly guy. Well, he goes he goes from a, being a blackjack to having long hair, being APA, and then he goes to being a Wall Street billionaire. Yeah, here comes Blackjack Bradshaw, this big man. Big man. Going straight after Mosh. And now getting clocked from behind by eight ball. And there is some... I, I, it's incredible to think Bradshaw is 
WWF champion, WWE champion after all this. Well, looking at that ring, who would you say would go on to become yeah. a heavyweight champion? I, I think only The Rock there, you would think, has... Everybody else, you'd be like, no. They look like generic... Bra- they look like really over-dramatised characters. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the completely obvious loon. You've got, like, a biker man. You've got a proper redneck. You've got a headbanger... You know, like yeah, a, exactly. Yeah, wearing a skirt, a skirt so, yeah. wearing, head banging kind of bloke, and yes. But I think this is a period of adjustment as well, where they start focusing on the characters themselves as opposed to what they're portraying. Do you know, like Steve Austin is, is Steve Austin. You know, there's, there's not anything. He's he's not the ringmaster. He's not anybody trying to be a character. He's just the toughest sob. Well, Chainsaw Charlie there again, saving himself. That must be like the fifth time he's managed to keep himself in this rumble. Uh, I tell you what, the dexterity of Terry Funk, especially at his age now, very impressive. And Phineas sends a rock into the corner. Bradshaw and April going at it. Let's wait for number nine. Oh, it's Owen Hart! Owen Hart's coming. Look, Tyson, Shane to the feet. But who's that coming from behind him? Oh. It's Jeff Jarrett, the new AWA champion. Yeah, and the way we saw him win a little roar and then get stunned right after with Jim Cornette and your favourite weapon used in wrestling, Dan. The tennis racket. <laughs> Good job he's not making a racket about it. Uh, well, Owen Hart just got served there, thrown into the barricade. And Jeff Jarrett beating him down. The official's coming out here. My God. Young Pat Patterson, who celebrated his birthday recently. Oh, and Owen Hart. He's probably not going to make it into the Royal Rumble now. And that is a damn shame. If Tyson gets to his feet with a black heart. And this is the treatment of Owen. We talked about, oh, hey on, I've got ideas for you. And then get treated like that by someone like Jeff Jarrett. Yep, and indeed. And then, like, you know, his career just took a nosedive. So who's going to be number 10? We're going to be a third of the way through the Royal Rumble. Owen Hart hasn't made it into the ring, but number 10 will. The lethal weapon, yep. Steve Blackman. The hairy lethal weapon at the moment. The white Steve Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> Here he comes. And of course, we saw this guy on Team USA at Survivor Series 1997. So Steve Blackman out here, and he's already been stopped in his tracks. And this big uh, by Phineas and The Rock, and Big Bradshaw's just taken down Mosh and April. Steve Blackman, of course, would have a kind of SummerSlam moment, wouldn't he, with Shane McMahon in 2000? Well, more Shane McMahon, really. Yeah, it was more about Shane McMahon. (laughs) Again, you know, it was more about the McMahon slash Helmsleys than it would be anyone else. Oh, Phineas nearly getting eliminated there, but managing to save himself. I like the fact that Shane McMahon and Vince are watching it with Tyson, and Shane's like, I don't like this Blackman. Oh, and Blackman might be eliminated by The Rock. And uh, fair play, Chainsaw Charlie's been here since number two. He has, yeah. He's he's uh, holding his own. He's doing really well. As we hear, number 11's coming out. And oh, as I said, that Bradshaw trying to get rid of Ch- Charlie, but he's hanging on again to the ropes. The Rock happy to see D'Lo Brown, a member of the nation, alongside him. Now maybe they could team up. Bradshaw's gone on the apron to kick off Chainsaw Charlie. I don't know if that's the uh, wisest move, yeah, but exactly. he's, he's doing it anyway. Well, the young buck there. Now D'Lo, Phineas in the corner. And now eight ball Irish ripping D'Lo. Oh, he... on a big clothesline takedown. And now D'Lo and The Rock going at it. They're oh. meant to be members of the same team, but Farouk has said that any member of the nation wants to win this, every man for themselves. Can I just point out that Bradshaw's got BJ on the back of his trunk? Yeah, Blackjack. BJ, though. What? I don't BJ understand what's wrong with it. <laughs> D'Lo's going to get eliminated by Phineas. Oh, oh my now word. Now business is going to surely pick up. 
Well, don't call me Shirley. The big man is in the ring and going straight after Mosh. Here's the big man Kurgan and uh, Chainsaw Charlie's offering a hand for him to shake. But it doesn't look like he's interested in shaking hands. And now Bradshaw from behind and Kurgan not selling at all. A ball with the rake to the back and it's as if it didn't even happen to Kurgan. Well, we saw Kurgan as far as who's, didn't we? And his walk slam pinning three men there for the Truth Commission. And now Mosh going up in the corner. Oh, and Mosh getting thrown over the top. Lands on his feet, but that means he's out. And Mosh is the third person eliminated. Yeah, third person and number 12. Oh. Who could it possibly be? Is it Austin? Well, here's the real star of the WWF. Sable. Sable, yeah, exactly. I was just talking about <laughs> her. It's two things I like about Sable. It's her talent and her personality coming out of here and... Um, Oh, Mark Merrow's there as well. Okay. But Sable's here, and she's going to entry number... She's going to enter... <laughs> number, Enough of entering yeah. and a Sable. Uh, Mark Merrow here, number 13. And Sable's going to stay at ringside. Working over Steve Blackman. Well, the former Golden Gloves champion, Steve Blackman. Uh, Mark Merrow. And Kurgan now with a headbutts to Bradshaw. And now he's got all the Blackman. Kurgan throws him over the top rope. Just like that. And that is Kurgan's second elimination. But Bradshaw... <laughs> With a big right hand, it's just angered the monster. And now Mark Merrow and Chase Charlie having a boxing match. D-Lo alone, so the Rock fairly attacks D-Lo from behind. You would have thought these nation members would have teamed up, though, to you know, just put it down to a nation rumble. But yeah. That's not the way it's going to go. Well, we see problems in the ranks, don't we? The Rock bringing Mark Henry in through, didn't know anything about that. The nation suffering defeats at Ken Shamrock and Rock seem to get away of it scot free. There's going to be questions asked of the nation of domination. And Kurgan not selling for Bradshaw. How well for Phineas? Indeed, yes. <laughs> Are you surprised Kurgan never made it as a future star? No, you know, there, there has got to be a certain point where they start selling. <laughs> right, here comes number 13. 14. Who's 13 then? Mark Merrow. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here comes 14. I know why you're out on your numbers, because Owen Hart hasn't made it to the ring yet. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm st- I keep getting it wrong. And Shamrock, who was in a foul mood earlier, has gone straight after the biggest man in the Rumble and knocks him off his feet. That is impressive. And oh, sh- and now everyone, well, 8-Ball, Shamrock, Blackjack and uh, Phineas and The Rock I all eliminating Kurgan. I think The Rock's touch there was the most important. Kurgan was impressive. It's all over now. And he is furious here. And D-Lo's hanging on. I'll tell you what I'm impressed with a little bit now. Uh, eight ball. I thought he'd come out here and he's not doing too badly in this time. Well, he'd come out at number seven. Chainsaw Charlie's still about. Ch- Charlie, I think, has been a the mass, rock. mass performer. He's, in, he's still on top at the moment. He's on top of the rock in the corner. Phineas Goodwin as well. He's still out here. And he's well, having a good time at the moment. He might try and get rid of D-Lo. Big boot to D-Lo's face. But now he's trapped on the second rope. And Phineas and Mero teaming up for a second. Sable's still there, though. Well, 10 seconds time, Dan. We are halfway through the 1998 Royal Rumble. Number 15. It is the other half of the headbangers. Thrasher. Thrasher coming out here now. Going to go straight into the figure things. <laughs> Look at D-Lo just rock. Saying that's what you get, punk. They're members of the same team. Yes. Oh! Is that a clothesline from hell? I think it was. <laughs> I think it closed on Thrasher's skirt off his body. 
I got like Ken Shamrock in this match at the moment. Shamrock looked really impressive early on tonight. I got my eye on him. Look at Mero showing his boxing skills off. He's scared of no man in this. Well, do you reckon he'd call out Mike Tyson? Well, he could possibly, you know, former, like we say, Golden Gloves champion. Put his boxing, he he, he boxed uh, Butterbean, didn't he? So he yeah, won't be scared he, to box Tyson. He didn't do well against Butterbean. I think no. he got knocked out. He but... did better than Bart Gunn. Indeed, yes. <laughs> so, you got to take that as a win. Mero working over eight ball in the corner. You got Frasher and Ken Shamrock. You got D'Lo and Phineas and The Rock and Chainsaw Charlie in another corner. Well, Chainsaw and The Rock have been quite attached during this match, haven't they? And D'Lo, mm. bit of a precarious position on the second rope. So here we come. He's number 16 now. Mankind. Oh! What's going on here? Oh, do you think it's Goldust dressed up as Mankind? That actually looks like Mankind. Could potentially be. But we'll soon see. And he's made a beeline straight for Chainsaw Charlie, the man who assisted in his elimination. But Chainsaw's Charlie's jeans <laughs> are failing him. He's over the top. And he's gone. Oh. Oh, Chainsaw Charlie. Coming out at number two of Mankind. Gets his revenge to his friend Cactus Jack. He did indeed, yes. Who would have thought that then? Mick Foley making his second appearance in a Rumble match never been done before. Bradshaw now trying to close line Frasher over the top. And now the Rock and Mankind going together. I mean, who would have thought that, that would have happened? Exactly. Two, you know, you look at the Rock, pure athlete, look at Mankind, you think that guy become WF champion out of everybody else in the ring. Well, and Bradshaw laying down at the moment. Yeah, well, again, there's we're back to having three world champions in yep. the ring. Yeah, so nine minutes. So Yeah, exactly. A third of them are world champions. I think that's not bad, talent relation-wise. Will the next one out be a world, or former world champion or future world champion? Well, we'll find out. I want Steve Austin to come out soon, but number 17. And he's had a change. He's the changed. The artist formerly known as... Well, Goldust coming out of here. Now he's got blue hair. What's that, my love? What's that, my love? He's got Kane's face paint on. And he's wearing a thong over this kind of grey, I don't know what that would be, grey suit and red stockings. Indeed, yes, it's a, it's a bit of a weird outfit to wear, but, you know, you've got a man in there wearing a skirt and uh, you've had a man in there wearing some tights over his head, so who are we to judge? Well, you talk about weird. Goldust is a weird dude anyway, isn't he? And he's uh... <laughs> But then again, I'd rather wear their outfits than the fucking T-shirt I'm wearing now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... It's your fault. I will make you wear the artist formerly known as Goldust outfits next year if you lose. I would right? rather wear that. <laughs> I would every every month. I'll have you dressing up as a member of the Royal Rumble 1998. <laughs> Coming just as Mark Mero one day, and they're like, "What? A pair of boxing shorts? Yeah. Like dressed as Sable? Dressed as Sable? Oh, oh no! And now mankind in his second attempt has been eliminated by Goldust. Well, he didn't last as long as Cactus and maybe got caught by surprise there. And Goldust, first elimination in this Rumble match. And like I said, this big man. Aye, big man. Very into Vader early, unfortunately, but wants to make up for it now. And Shamrock and the Rock going at it. The Rock and Shamrock. But we are looking towards number 18. Here we go. Oh, and it's that son of a bitch, Jeff Jarrett, and what he did earlier to own heart, costing his shot in the Rumble. It's joke. And there's the NWA North American champion. And I got Jim Cornette smirking. He's not sm- smoking a cigarette, he's just got a grin on his face. Oh, Jeff Jarrett coming out, thinking he's going to do well in this Rumble. Jarrett, you've done well at nothing. You couldn't even do well at 
making your own wrestling business, you tip. Exactly. And the only time you were world champion, exactly, when you owned your own company or if you had a friend give you the championship belt. He's coming here, gone straight after Bradshaw. Well, that might be a mistake. Do you reckon they're giving the blue meanie treatment? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Owen Hart's back here. Yes. Attacks Jarrett from behind. Do this for the Hart family. Now he's got Jarrett. He's put a stomp on him. Mark Marrow's cheering along. He is. He's <laughs> cheering him on. He's just standing there watching him. I've never liked Jeff Jarrett. Oh, never ever. And neither his own heart with a heel kick. And Jeff, your time in a rumble might be up soon. Oh, no, Jeff. Oh. And he thinks he's eliminated Owen Hart, but he's skinning the cat. And now Jarrett's strutting. And he gets thrown straight over the yeah. top rope. And that is good night, Jarrett. Well, thank God for that. Jeff Jack no longer in the rumble. Now Mero going after Owen Hart. I got long side burns and my hair slick back. Hey! Oh, and you got Honky Tonk Man and he's being escorted out by Triple H in China. Is he a new member of the Degeneration X? Well, he is cool, cocky and bad, which DX are. And Triple H now. And Triple H coming out and he's had his problems with own heart. Shamrock's oh, gone. Oh, the Rock's just eliminated Ken Shamrock. If he was on your list of winners, take him off. Wow, that is a surprise there. And Owen Hart now looking at Triple H because he's got his problems with DX. And he wants that European Championship. Shamrock furious, but nothing can be done now. And China out there. Owen's going to get rid of Goldust. Oh, China looked to hit Owen Hart. With the crutch, Owen catches it, and then Triple H from behind hits him with it, and then they just team up to eliminate the Black Heart. They're not even in this match. No, they're not, but it doesn't matter anyway because there's uh, no disqualifications. Well, this is heinous by Triple H, and I hope he gets his comeuppance one day. And look at him coming out here, hobbling out, costing Owen Hart his opportunity at the Royal Rumble. The degenerate. I mean, if he didn't have it bad enough getting attacked by Jarrett on his way to the Rumble, he got attacked by China and Triple H to cause him to be eliminated from the Rumble. No one likes Owen Hart. You can't can't get... Sometimes you can't catch a break, can you? Well, it is number 20 with two-thirds of the way through. Who is it going to be? Here comes Owen. Whoop! There goes Owen. (laughs) Ahmed Johnson and this big man got rookie of the year in the WF in 1996. Who would have thought two years later would be a broken, spent force? I mean, he is meant to just be wearing trunks as he comes out here. Look at all the braces. I say it every time with Emma Johnson. No man has had more protection in a wrestling match than what Emma does. If he ever does come out here. That's how injured he is. There we go. Finally gets there, but he's got a thigh brace on. <laughs> two big. Th- he's got two thigh braces on. Two big, big knee braces. Unfortunately, Andrew just caught up with Amma Johnson. It's all the roids, I suppose. And he's had problems with the nation in the past. Number 20, a great number, though, for Amma Johnson. And we still haven't seen Stone Cold Steve Austin yet. We're going to see a replay of Shamrock getting eliminated. It was a low blow by The Rock. Ah, that's what caused it. Any means necessary, low. Like you said, no disqualifications in a Rumble match. Indeed, Lee Doodley. And now here we go, number 21. Well, Ahmed come out here and uh, not done a lot. Honky Tonk Man's been quiet. I suppose he effective. And another Nation member. Hey, and he's certainly smiling. Well, Mark Henry. And another future heavyweight champion. Yeah, Mark Henry, the newest member of the Nation of Domination, coming out here. And he's going to help The Rock. Of course, The Rock recruited Mark Henry. He saw him attack Ken Shamrock in a tag team match on Raw. 
So that makes sense. And now D'Lo Brown's finally decided. You go, well, if Mark Henry's on your side. <laughs> I don't want to be on anyone else's side. So now the nation could possibly team up, potentially team up here with three members. And Bradshaw's still in as well. So the Rock's been in longest at the moment, coming at number four. And the ring has definitely filled up. Well, it is number 22. And the King has been saying on commentary, Austin's been found in the back and attacked. And this is possibly could be his entrance here. So maybe Stone Cold, after all the targets that he's had on him, finally been beaten and stopped potentially here. I mean, that's what comes back to haunt you, doesn't it, you know? Indeed. And now Emma Johnson. Oh, oh he's been eliminated by D'Lo and Mark Henry. Well, Emma Johnson. Not Phineas now thrown over by Mark Henry. And there we go, Phineas. Takes out Jack Doan. You see the impact there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't a little kick, was it? It was quite a big kick. Oh, and then Don's, uh, Phineas trying to check on the referee and he gets a boot to the back of the head by Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed injures himself. <laughs> oh, this is broke out and the referee here is down. And Dan, did the referee suffer any uh, damage at all? Yes, uh, he got concussed. Poor referee Jack Down. Well, that was two quick go. eliminations there. And you see the replay referee got wiped out. So now we've got Mero Rock, Bradshaw, Honky Tonk Man, Frasher, Eight Ball, D. Lo Brown, Mark Henry, and whoever else in that corner, Goldust. So there's nine men here at this moment in time. And you've got D. Lo, he's uh, turned his back on another nation member, and he's standing <laughs> on the back of the head of uh, Mark Henry. Oh, of course, we've got eight ball in there as well as we wait for number 23. But now we've got number 23 coming out. Oh, nation. Of domination. <laughs> karma. Pushes Ahmed Johnson. And then runs away. <laughs> I think that injured his leg. <laughs> well, Ahmed suffers two injuries here, but Karma. Well, he's uh, Karma's going to catch up with you, but he's not got any hose with him. He hasn't, and he's coming out of here, and the big Papa Shango. <laughs> oh, and Karma sending April into the turnbuckle, and now the nation's got four members. Indeed, they should uh, dominate. Well, again, nation members turning on each other. Karma's beating the hell out of D'Lo and again Mark Merrow's <laughs> cheering it on why is Mark Merrow just the, the biggest cheerleader in this match and D'Lo's going to eliminate Karma well Karma's going to come back and bite you in the ass. and Merrow there has got no one to fight because everybody else is paired off and unbelievably members of the uh, DOA and Nation fighting each other well, what's going on here Honky Tonk Man's nearly eliminating The Rock the greatest intercontinental champion of all time is trying to get The Rock out of here <laughs> And Karma and Bradshaw fighting for it. Bradshaw's going to go no. Well, fair play to eight ball coming at number seven. And Bradshaw coming at number eight still in there as well. You got The Rock came in at number four. I mean, The Rock is a supreme athlete, isn't he? As you wait, number... 24. 24. The gloves oh! But has he been beating up backstage too much? Or will he come out here and compete? I don't know. Well, the King said... And everyone in the ring has stopped what they're doing... King. Turn their attention to the uh, entrance way. The King said he was injured and Austin's music's playing. Here he comes from behind. Singles out Mark Merrow. <laughs> three hits eliminates him. Eight ball, Karma, Gold Dust, D'Lo, Bradshaw. They're all just <laughs> taking upon themselves to eliminate Austin. Eight oh. ball's gone. Well, Austin does not care. Low blow to D'Lo. And, and the Rock and Mark Henry are teaming up against each other. But now we've got four former heavyweight champions. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, the favourite in this Rumble match, coming out here. 
Low blow for D'Lo. And Austin looking to win the Rumble match and go and become WF champion for the first time at WrestleMania 14. He's got D'Lo by the vest. And that pumped the crowd up a little bit and D'Lo's in a bit of trouble. Gets thrown into a corner. Now the camera just focuses on Austin for the rest of this match. <laughs> so it should. He's a star. And the Rock and Austin close to each other. Austin came through the crowd. That's a smart move by Steve, wasn't it? Well, everyone was waiting for him to come through. Mark Marrow, look, two slaps to the jaw and he's gone. And look at Tyson. He's certainly happy to see Austin. And now D'Lo, the punch in the corner of Steve. Austin working him down. Well, after that excitement of Austin coming at 24, waiting for 25. And he's Henry Godwin. Well, he's tagged in part. The finish might be gone, but this big man might have something to say in the Rumble. Already to take out. He's going straight after Stone Cold Steve Austin. For a man who's got a bullseye in though, he's not seeming, seeming to be surrounded by wrestlers. No, they've kind of moved away from him right now, haven't they? They was all waiting for him to come in, and when he came in, they was like, no, I don't want none of that. Yeah, but look how yeah, look how tough Austin was. He, with two punches, he eliminated Mera. They're like, fucking hell, we don't want any of a that. A boxer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And now for Frasher and Henry Godwin going to team up. No, they're going to turn on each other. No, I was completely wrong about that, yeah. I should have known, really. You should have known. The Baldies in this match taking all over now with uh, Frasher, Austin and Karma. There are some Baldies. D'Lo as well, you would count. Oh, Mark Henry's not got much hair. No. Well, you wouldn't, none of these have got long hair in the Rumble right now. These are the facts in Henry, the 98 Henry Rumble. Godwin. Sorry? Henry Godwin has. Oh, yeah, well. Apart from Henry Godwin. Apart from Henry Godwin, who might be eliminated by Austin. No, he holds on to the bottom rope. Frasher and Honky Tonk Man. And now the Rock, Karma, Mark Henry, freeway. Rock won't be gone. Three members of the nation, they're trying to eliminate each other. Austin hangs up Henry. Dino Bradshaw, Honky and uh, Frasher all in the corner. Who's going to be number 26 in the Royal Rumble? Savio Vega. Coming out with all of the Los Barricos. And they're targeting Austin. Well, that is no surprise. This gang war. They were paid to beat our own heart. Now they're trying to assault Austin. <laughs> hey, Savio Vega spinning heel kick takes out one of his own guys and Austin's just throwing them all out the rumble. Mark Henry tried getting involved but didn't help him. No, Austin doesn't need help going after Savio. Stunner! Oh, no. Vega avoids it and Goldust. <laughs> oh, Goldust gets the brunt of Austin and he tells him he's number one. And now Mark Henry grabs hold of Stone Cold. But again, there's only, what, two or three of these wrestlers still about. I mean, Mark Henry's... Pretty much retired. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, it's 20 years ago, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, no, yeah. like... Bradshaw's on commentary. On commentary. Goldust, still about doing his thing. Uh, the Rock comes and goes. I mean, Vega wouldn't really have a, that much more success with WF in the upcoming years, if you know what I mean. So, that's probably him and Dunn. I mean, everybody else, though, would have a close association. It's weird. When they were losing the battle Monday Night Wars, how loyal they were to certain wrestlers yeah. afterwards as well, weren't they, you know? I mean, Honky Tonk Man still talks now. I mean, the Godwins really... Well, Henry Godwin, not as much. But like I said, with the better talent coming in, then you can replace these guys. You know, this is all... Yeah. But then they they turn them into ambassadors anyway. Yeah, it's well, all like... WF mid-card. Well, Godfather yeah. made... Watching the Rumbles, he made three or four uh, three guest appearances, you know. So, he's still around. As we wait now, the most luckiest number in a Rumble match, 27. And it is another nation member, and it is... The argu- arguably the leader of the nation. It should be the leader, you know. Farouk has been undermined by The Rock. And now Farouk... Going after The Rock. Going after D'Lo. 
Well, what better way to teach a nation a lesson than through eliminating them and saying, that's why I'm the leader. And the Rock, Rock and Austin are going at it outside the ring. No, they didn't go over the top. They went through the middle rope. And Austin the Rock, like you said, these two men brawling it out. And the chemistry between these two already. You can always see it, can't you? We've had the uh, the moment last year with, you know, a DX pay-per-view when Austin was... Austin was stunning all the nation members. We had it throwing a title belt in the river as well, you know. So we know that potential's there for a great feud. And Austin is down at the moment. But I tell you something, with only three men to come out, the ring is full at this moment in time. We're getting a replay. Look, Austin through the middle rope. King was trying to say he was eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin's getting hung up on the uh, barricades. Oh, and he's uh, gesticulating for the title belt. Either that or he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach is empty. Right, so we've got in there right now. So there's 12 men in this rumble. We're waiting the number 28, who will be the 13th man. What? Dude, love. Dude, love coming out here and... Oh, have mercy. What's going on? We've seen cactus. We saw mankind and now it's dude, love. Oh... And Bradshaw, who eliminated Mankind, has been eliminated by Dude Love. So we saw... <laughs> let me get this right. We right. saw Chainsaw Charlie, who eliminated Cactus Jack, who then got eliminated by Mankind, who then got eliminated by Blackjack Bradshaw, yeah. who then got eliminated <laughs> yeah. by Dude, Dude Love. Dude Love, yes. Goldust on the outside. Oh, clothesline by Steve Austin. Has Goldust been eliminated? No, Goldust is still in there. He's come back in. Oh. He was only under the middle rope. Austin pissed and fire on The Rock now. The Rock and Austin. I wonder if these two could have any good matches. Ah, I wonder. I wonder if we're going to watch anything good between the two guys in the next couple of years, Dan, you know? Oh, Goldust has been there for so long, his face paint's completely vanished. Austin. Oh. That's no, not Goldust anymore, it's Dustin. <laughs> oh, hanging up The Rock on the second rope. The leader of the nation, Farouk, in there trying to get Goldust out. Honky's still in there. Savio Vega's taking his chance on The Rock now that he's down. Uh, on Austin now that he's down. And these two men have got history. Savio Vega had Austin's very first pay-per-view match. Number 29. Here comes 29. And it is Chains. Wow, Chains. Part of the DOA coming out here now. Brian Lee. He's going to try and make his way. And, of course, he's got no other uh, members of uh, <laughs> the DOA. But he's going to try and get rid of Mark Henry. And D'Lo might be gone. Farouk dumps D'Lo out. And why would you do that when he's a member of the nation? Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, another two members of the nation going at it. The Rock and Mark. And Dude Love with Savia Vega and Steve Austin in the corner. Henry Godwin's a big man. He's been a bit quiet in this match so far. Oh, and he gets squashed by another big man, but I think he manages to get his elbow up. you got Chains and Goldust going at it in the corner. And Farouk and The Rock. With Rock with a poke to the eye to Farouk. And The Rock, I mean, he's already had a match tonight and he's he's been in here since number four. And The Rock, it's incredible. He must be, yeah, like I said, been in the ring now tonight for over an hour if you include the Intercontinental title match and still be in there for root, trying to teach him a lesson. This might be the end for The Rock. And he's still trying to hold on. Mark Henry picking up Austin. And trying we... to choke the rattlesnake out, but here we are coming towards number 30. And the last man in the Royal Rumble, 1998. It is the one... The only. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's Vader time. Now, this could very well be the winner of the Rumble match here. Vader come out. Yes, he wrestled earlier, but that was right at the start of the show. We are at number 30 now. Every guy in here has taken punishment. This could be Vader's for the taking. And I'll tell you, someone else has been impressive. Chains coming out here. And he's a uh, stint. 
Gold Dust, he's starting to get some paint on his face, or is that a bloody nose? I think it's a bloody nose, because Vader just ran into him. Vader beating Gold Dust earlier. Honky Tonk Man, no! Oh. oh! Well, the Honky Tonk Man, he was in there for just shy of 20 minutes. Guess how many eliminations he got? None. Exactly. <laughs> he got nice out there. He's cool, he's cocky, he's eliminated from the Royal Rumble. So it's oh, going to be... Vader, look at that Gold Dust. Yeah, he's going to try and get Goldust over. But it's going to be one of these guys. One of these men are going to go to WrestleMania 14 and fight either the Undertaker or Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship. Who will it be? Right now, I've got to say, my money's on Vader. i tell you who, Austin, come out here. He started off well, but he's been taken out by everybody. Having that bullseye, probably a bit too much for Steve Austin to handle. Yeah, there's a load of members of the nation. If they could work together, they could eliminate everyone and then have the best nation member... Win it. Oh, exactly. You know, four members of the nation. When you consider you've only got... Oh! oh one less now. Frasher. Frasher. Nice to see you, mate. Karma's working over Austin. But, oh, he's just been eliminated. Oh, a nation member down. Austin now working on Henry Godwin in the corner. Savio Vega's there. Chains is there. Farouk, Mark Henry, Vader. And, of course, D'Lo. No, D'Lo's gone. Eight D-Lo's men gone. now. Like you said, Goldust in there. Savio Vega just being backdropped. Ten. There's ten men. Vega now going for the hills. Ooh, thrown out. Oh, There's nine now. I thought we were going to get a stunner there, but he didn't need to do it. And now caught from behind by Chains and the Rock. Oh! Oh, and Goldust has eliminated Vader. Uh, Goldust is my pick now. Vader's gone. Oh, Henry Godwin's gone. We're down to seven. Dude Love sends him packing. And now Rock and Austin. Oh, Chains got limited of gold dust. Ah. Well, Chains is now your pick. Chains is now my pick to win this. He's in there. Now we're only down to six men. Three members of the nation. So half the men in the ring are members of the nation. You've got to use common sense here, nation. Chains running after Austin. Oh. Oh, runs into a big boot to the face, though. And Chains. Oh, he's gone. Oh. Farouk's nearly eliminated Mark Henry. Oh, he did now. <laughs> he did indeed, yeah. Farouk, why would you send Mark Henry back in when the only two men left, the dude and Austin? Well, dude, love Austin, Farouk and The Rock. Final four. Well, that's how Chains got eliminated. But we talk about this, Dan. Talk about these four men in the ring right now. Three of them would lead the WF in the next, you know, four to five years now. Yeah. Maybe even longer. Even, you know, the Farouk would play quite a dominant part. I mean, you know, yeah. going as part of the APA, his storylines in the closing time of the nation. Yeah, he's here at the moment. Oh, and Dude and Austin. Must Fr- be on the same page because uh, they both Irish whipped Farouk and The Rock into each other. Double arm DDT by the Dude. Bang, bang. Wrong character. Austin, no. <laughs> Austin working over Cactus Jack. Well, you got to love Austin. Gets reversed by Dude. Oh, caught the mandible claw. Wrong character again. Oh, that's going to hurt mankind. Dude, Cactus and Dude Love kick to the balls. And now it is just Austin against two members of the nation, Farouk and The Rock. Farouk clotheslines Dude Love over, and The Rock saying, nah, I'll take a breath. <laughs> He'll let Farouk do the hard work. But Austin hanging on. And The Rock now. No! Picks up Farouk, oh. eliminates him. And now there's only two. It's The Rock and Austin. Austin and The Rock. And The Rock with the right hands. 
And he's saying to Austin, you can go, you're number one. Here comes Austin now. The Rock has had two eliminations so far, and Austin has had six. My God, how long's Oh, The Rock could be gone now, over the top. No. Oh, no, he manages to reverse his way back in under the Rock. Hits with a stunner. <laughs> Rock. And oh. now he's gone. And after a very impressive 51 minutes, 32 seconds... The Rock has been eliminated. And that means Stone Cold Steve Austin has won the Royal Rumble match. A Texas Rattlesnake with his, what, seventh elimination? Seven eliminations in title, yep. Coming out here at number 24, he, the Austin era, might begin at WrestleMania now. Steve Austin wins the Royal Rumble and Tyson, man, everybody happy about that. Dan, what do you think of the Rumble match? I thought it was quite an entertaining match, actually. You know, it started off Quite comical with uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie having a, a chair and chainsaw duel and hitting each other over the head. And then, you know, it, I think it just picked up. There wasn't, I don't think it was the strongest of cards, but it was, I think it was a more predominant wrestlers at the time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously the roster would get stronger as the years go by, but this is a good uh, case in point to see where they were. At this time, like we said, we've basically seen all the mid-carders now. Yeah, and, and it was, you know, it was good seeing Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love. Yeah. You know, that was a surprise element to it, I suppose. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think the way to look towards the future, The Rock was uh, Austin's equal in this one. Look at Tyson's reaction to it. <laughs> Where he's enjoying this. Yeah, The, the Rock's kind of treatment with Austin of kind of being his equal in this match, being the last man to be eliminated. So you see Tyson, uh, Michael Cole asking Tyson his comments on uh, the Royal Rumble match. He's saying, I love Steve Austin, man. Steve Austin is, is my favourite wrestler, baby. That's the Rolls, baby. <laughs> what do you think of the Royal Rumble match? What do you think of Stone Cold? Intense, man. Cold Stone is my man. He won. I, you know, man, I won a fortune. I'm going to celebrate tonight. And no one believes that he can win. I'm just happy, man. What, what about the upcoming championship match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels? Your pick. That's going to be tough because I've been a great fan of the Undertaker for many years. Shawn Michaels, a young up-and-coming hungry tiger, and I'm looking forward to the match, man. All right, that's Iron Mike Tyson back to ringside. Thank you. Mike Tyson was a huge star that WWE was smart to sign. Timing is everything in wrestling. When WWE announced they had signed Mike Tyson prior to the Royal Rumble, it was a big deal. He was arguably the most... He was arguably the most athlete alive. What? He was arguably the greatest athlete alive, although not for a great reason. During Tyson's June 28, 1997 fight against Evander Holyfield for the WBA title, he was losing the fight and decided to bite Holyfield's ear. Plus, so Tyson was disqualified with Holyfield declared the winner. Tyson, up, Tyson ended up being suspended for boxing for over a year, so he needed something to do. WWE ended up paying Tyson around $3 million to be the special enforcer at WrestleMania 14, with his first appearance taking place at the Royal Rumble. This considering they said he didn't have the money to pay Bret Hart's contract, they had $3 million just laying around. At the event, he was shown sitting in the skybox enjoying the show. Following the Rumble match by Michael Cole from his skybox, he was excited that Austin won the Rumble, but he actually messed up calling him Cold Stone instead of Stone Cold. Tyson did appear to be a big fan of WWE, but the Cold Stone thing will always live in infamy as a funny mistake he made. The next night on Raw, we'll, well, I say the next night on Raw, next night on Raw, we'll, we'll talk about that 
on our Raw 25 Top 5 moments. And with Steve Austin creating a superstar here, we know he's hot to win the Rumble. Now he's going to face the winner of The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels because the WF Championship match is next and it is Casket Match. The champion. The challenge, Graver. My history in casket matches. It's legendary. Ooh, I'm scared. It was Shawn Michaels in that, that under the Undertaker's casket. If you two are up there, then. Then, then, then who's in the who's in the casket? Despite the power of the dark side, D-Generation X had strength in numbers and were poised to sink one more huge nail into the Phenom's coffin. Ladies what? and gentlemen, what I thought the newest member of the Generation X. Kane! The Generation X calls out Kane, but they get the Undertaker. Business is fixing to pick up. This has nothing to do with my little brother Kane. 
and painful memories were cast aside by an unspoken bond between brothers. James, what did you think of the promo? Uh, do you know, I think it's one of the best that W has produced, especially at this time. It, it told everything that you needed to know and everything we've been watching last basic year on the podcast, you know, with Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, the kind of hatred they have for each other, going back to SummerSlam with the chair shot and then into Hell in a Cell. <coughs> the highlights from Hell in a Cell in this promo it make that match... As good as it is, you know, and, and, and very rarely, you know, you can edit a match sometimes and have it look good, but the Hell in a Cell match was so great, you know, and uh, Lee X trying to play mind games with the Undertaker, but it's not going to work, you know, and in the Undertaker's favourite match, I think there's only one way, I think Michaels will rest in peace, because the Undertaker coming out here, he's, he is the phenom of the WWF, and it's about time... He got the retribution he deserved. Shawn Michaels coming out here with DX entrance with China Triple H and Young Taker just stoic. No, Michaels, like I said, at this moment in time, 32 years old, on top of the world, WF champion. Can he beat the Young and face Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14? At least he's got China out here. Of course, Triple H earlier costing Owen Hart a chance in a Rumble match. Doing a very good sack it by Mike Tyson there. Yeah, that's not scary at all. A guy who's been convicted of rape doing a suck it chant to 20,000 people, is it? And Michaels looks scared. Don't know how he's going to do with this. Well, it looks like this is Undertaker's title to win, pretty much. You know, it's his match. He looks certain to have the upper hand. Even though the numbers are slightly against him, but I don't think that's going to phase the Undertaker. No, and especially if the, the, the kind of... Uh, is only going to make the Undertaker stronger as well after all this heartache these previous couple of years with that and Kane being on his side. It's going to give the Undertaker a kind of another new level, isn't it? You know, especially here where he could beat Shawn Michaels after. I think Shawn Michaels is done. Even you could talk about Bret Hart and the way he was treated. And the Undertaker has shown his power in the early going. Well, Michaels started off by punching the Undertaker, walks away to do the suck it taunt. And the Undertaker just picks him up by his throat and uh, he's certainly not selling anything that Michaels is delivering to him. And the Undertaker just moving in closer. Michaels now, I love this from these two guys. It's perfect. Second rope, Michaels gets pushed off but shows his tenacity by going back up again. Working. The Undertaker showing his power low, pushing Michaels away. Second time, yeah. And he just grabs HBK by the throat. Oh, 
Well, a kick down low certainly breaks the choke slam hold. Well, you've got the cocky arrogance of Shawn Michaels, you know, and then you've got the stoic undertaker, the respect earned by everybody in the arena, only in the back. Michaels trying to dive off the second rope, gets caught. Lifted straight up into the air by the taker. A poke to the eye, Shawn Michaels escapes. Now he's picked up Gorilla Press style, caskets open. He's just going to throw Michaels straight into it, but Michaels down the back and he gets away from it. There you go. That's it. There is the injury. Michael's back jumped over the top. And you see him hit the side of the casket as he comes down. Maybe he thought he could clear it. And that would stop Shawn Michaels wrestling for four years. Isn't that mental when you think about it? It is indeed, yeah. But again, you know, again, he still gets up, manages to fight on in this match. It's quite incredible when you think about it. Just that one moment in time. I mean, if Vincent Mann knew about the injury for Shawn Michaels, like I say, would Bret Hart have left? It, it's it's quite weird how you would lose the two men who were running 97. Yantega picking up Michaels. <laughs> and drops him onto his back. I don't think that's going to help the injury any at all. <laughs> the casket's open and Michaels being big booted into it. So he's straight out the other side. <laughs> he's not hanging about. Yantega. The Undertaker's just stalking him. Well, Michael's new. Michael knows what the Undertaker's all about. The punishment he took in hell in the cell. Getting picked up again, but dodging out of Undertaker reach. Rolled back up. Ooh, a huge right hand by the dead man. As I said, Michael's got the shit kicked out of him, didn't he? Hell in the cell. First 10, 15 minutes of that match. Fought through. So he knows what it takes to beat the Undertaker. Yeah, it was Kane's interference. Oh, and a big elbow drops attempt from the Undertaker, but Michael's sitting up out the way. Undertaker just working over the arm of Michaels. Well, there's no doubt in the Undertaker has got the power here. And he's backing Michaels up into the corner. Looking for a bit of old school. Drops that hand straight to the back of Michaels' head. And that's what makes the Undertaker such an incredible athlete. He's been hitting that move for, what, 27 years. It's really... These two guys, for me, are two of my favourites of all time. You know, the Undertaker and Michaels. And it kind of... The small guy, the big guy in this match, the kind of way it works as well. It just clicks. Oh. oh, and a brutal Irish whip there, and the Shawn Michaels bump sending him straight to the outside onto the wafer thin mats below. It didn't matter about Shawn Michaels' attitude. He, when he went in the ring, he said he could deliver the best match of anybody on the card, and you'd be hard pressed to argue with that. Oh. He hangs up Undertaker on the top as Undertaker tried pulling Michaels back into the ring. HBK's going up top. But the Undertaker again. Oh, Michael's looking for a crossbody, but Taker catching it and just slamming him down to the mat. It's like the slow methodical pace the Undertaker serves him in this match. He seems to know what Michaels is going to do. As he calls for the casket again. Well, much like when he gets into a cage and he slams the door behind him. When he puts the man in a casket, he goes between the third and second right, just slams the door shut. We've seen him do it many a time. He might be doing it here now. This time for the WF Championship. As he rolls Michaels into the casket. Well, casket cam. <laughs> Here we go. This could be it. Now, Untaker. Slamming it. Oh. No, it's not closed. Michaels' arm's still there. Yeah, Untaker's going to stomp on the hand. Making sure Triple H and China don't get involved. Oh. oh. Salt in the eyes. Blinding the Undertaker. Well, maybe Michaels had it planted in there for, well, maybe planted in his trunks if he knew he was going to use it at some point. Undertaker oh. couldn't see, but he connected there with Sean. But now this might give Michaels a chance to get back into this. And the effective jabs of Sean Michaels. Big lefts and the rights of the blinded Undertaker. And I, I think it's weird as well that four years pre-1994, the Undertaker faced Yokozuna 
in their casket match for the WF title. Oh, Bayanta going for a chase down there, Michaels. Managed to land on a second rope, rake to the eyes. Oh, and a moonsault taking Undertaker down. And the piston-like right hands from Shawn Michaels. And Shawn knowing exactly where he is and what type of match he's in. You know, usually you might go for a cover after that, but he turned it into the big right hands to get the advantage. Oh. Now he's just eliminated the Undertaker from the Rumble and then skins the cat on his way back in. But Taker just takes the legs out from Michaels and drags him to the outside. Doesn't that sum up these two guys as well, the Undertaker and Michaels? Both going the outside, Taker lands on his feet, Michaels doing the skinning of the cat. Now I'm taking grabs hold of Shaw, guys. Now, now it's my time to have you. Both Texans. And, well, you know, I mentioned 1994, Dan. That is the only casket match Undertaker's ever lost in his career. And it took about 10 men that night. I, I don't think that's going to happen here. you got one of Steve Austin's maybe sitting backstage as well, watching this one, scouting his WrestleMania opponent. Well, yeah, either, either one of these men could be his opponent. Michaels reverses an Irish whip attempt and throws Undertaker over the stairs. Must be damaging both his knees. And now Sean's got the stairs. Michael's now, you can see he's in pain. Trying to catch his breath back. Going to use the stairs again. Right to the lower back of the Undertaker. Of course, if his lower back's injured, you can't get picked up for the tombstone. Well, these two guys, veterans, aren't they, in the WF even at this point? And they've become legends <laughs> at a later yeah. stage. And now Sean Michaels has done this before to the Undertaker. Not a pile driver on the stairs. Seated pile driver. Oh, oh, fucking hell. That's a jumping pile driver. Well, the Undertaker wasn't selling earlier. Now he's, he's a quivering wreck. It's just a shame he's in the ring to the casket. He is indeed, I yes. say I say a shame. It's a shame for Shawn Michaels. Quickly recovering. That is unbelievable. But Triple H now has got a crutch. And like Michaels actually needs Triple H. <laughs> no, exactly. Michaels not doing too bad at the moment. And Triple H with the assault. Andre. And now he's choking out Undertaker with a crutch. Well, no disqualification, but still, you've got to think as though Hebner looks on. He's got to do something about this. Maybe Kane might come out to help the Undertaker. I mean, at the moment, it's a handicap match. And now Michael's got the chair. Straight across the back of the Taker. There's the full force of that chair. And Michael's telling the fan what he thinks of him. I require you to suck it. Now Michael's thinking it's over. He's celebrating already. But the match ain't over till you got him in the casket, Sean. Well, I'll take a back to his feet. Michaels brings him in, trying to put the dead man away. Irish whip attempt. Spinning back elbow. Straight out of the Michaels repertoire book. And now stomp down on the face. I say it is classic Sean. And now he wants a lid lifted. He's calling in for the casket to be open, rolling the dead man's carcass towards it. There we go, Michaels rolls him in. Retains his championship. All he needs to do is shut that door. Shut that door. Shut that damn door. Oh! Taker's fighting back. Big right hands. <laughs> Punches Michaels back into the ring. Oh, and now Hunter gets his just desserts. Big right hand. Headbutt by Untaker. Irish whip, but Michaels there. Lovely swinging net breaker. And that's what Sean's all about. You know, that kind of sneer on his face, isn't he? They're going to disgust at the Undertaker. Now he jumps on the Taker's back, delivering a sleeper hold. Well, this might be the best way of putting him in there. You know, if you're asleep, then you can't escape from the casket, can you? So Michael's thinking, what's the best way of getting the Undertaker down? And you think about all the punishment each man has taken in this match, or the Undertaker has recently. Uh, he's taken a few chair shots, some stair shots. 
Some crutch shots. Exactly. Pile driver to the stairs taken out like that. And you've got to think Michael's been watching previous casket matches from The Undertaker and seeing exactly what to do in these matches. Why The Undertaker's been so successful, you know? Is it because people are scared of the casket or people back off on The Undertaker? Michael's going head on at the moment. I do think the fear factor has a lot to do with The Undertaker and his matches, though. Yeah. I mean, but is, it, is there another wrestler who's had so many different type of gimmick matches? Like... You know, let's talk about casket match, a hen in the cell even, kind of the Undertaker's favourite. Last ride matches, biker chain matches. Is there any guy who had, like, wow. more matches? No, I, I can't think of one, you know. Uh, buried Alive match as well. Let's not forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, he's got out of that sleeper by backdropping, well, not backdrop, back suplexing Michaels. And now he's back to his feet. But Michaels with a big elbow. Nips up to his feet. Classic HBK. Well, that is a showstopper. Spitting again, you dirty bastard. What did I say about that? And now he's got the untake. He's going to put him in position. For the flyby. Arguably the best elbow in the business. Yeah. It depends if you like Macho or not. I'd say CM Punk. <laughs> no, I mean, Michael's better than Punk as he hits the elbow there. I Don't get me wrong. I love CM Punk. But look at the beauty of that with Michael's. Off the top, Undertaker's down, and what's next? He's going to tune up the band. This is over and done. Once the Undertaker gets to his feet, he's going to feel sweet chin music. Power right in the kisser. And the Undertaker down and out. And now Sean wants a lid lifted, and this might be shocking to some people, but Michaels, like we say, knows exactly what to do. He's not WF champion by accident. And now the Undertaker in the casket. All it needs to do now is close the lid. Michael's straddling that casket. He's telling the fans to suck it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> An undertaker grabs it. <laughs> well, that thing you want to suck has just been grabbed, and the un- Michael's is shocked. The undertaker just rose from the dead. Uh, he must have been drawing his power from that casket. Uh-oh, Michael's would have going for the right hands, but being blocked now. Nearly Big back gone. body drop. His feet nearly touched the rafters. <laughs> rafters. And now thrown again into the turnbuckle. Classic Michael's bump. Oh, my God. And he just turns around straight into that big clothesline from the dead man. Undertaker's had enough of the games. I thought it was over. Hunter was, say, dead and buried. But the Undertaker now. Irish Riffin Michaels. Get a big boot. Well, they've lifted the castle lid. Maybe Undertaker. Has Undertaker got a smear of poo on his cheek? No, that's what he is. He's like a black teardrop. Oh, my God. Undertaker went for the clothesline. Oh, and he landed in the casket. Michael's dodged it, and now Michael's to the top. What's Sean doing? Oh! <laughs> dropping that elbow on Undertaker. Both men are landing in the casket. Now the lid has been closed. And now El uh, Hebner's close the lid. El Hebner's shut it and he's saying... And like, he's a new champion. Whoever gets that first wins. El Hebner's a new champ. Going to steal the title belt. Who's going to be the first man to escape here? You can see it rocking. If the caskets are rocking. Don't come a-knocking. And Michaels is out. Will he get the lid closed? Oh. No. The Undertaker's close behind him. Well, like the monster from... <laughs> Michael's clawing for his life and the look on his face. Oh, my word. Now both men are... Buried inside the cage, they're just like, right, so what are we going to do next? Yeah, so, okay, how, does he, how are you feeling? How's your back? <laughs> How's your back? <laughs> Is it a bit sore? Uh, well, Michael's dragged to hell, and now both men out the casket. Both oh. men up to a vertical base, and Michael's is out. The Undertaker slowly stalking. 
Gets back in the ring. Michaels runs the ropes. Ducks oh, a big ducks boot. A big boot, but runs in straight to a choke slam, and that's it. High elevation, <laughs> one arm choke slam, <laughs> leaving Michaels hanging there for a few seconds before slamming him to the mat. And that is unbelievable by the phenom. And now he's going to signal for the tombstone. Now he said, "Lift the casket." He's done. Best in peace. Untaken now. Got Michaels on his shoulder. Walks over the top rope. Oh! <laughs> Tombstones him into the casket. Michaels is folded up. We have a new WWF champion. Oh. No, it's the New Age Outlaws. And Los Bariquos. And Los Bariquos going out. They were paid by Sean. Be up own heart recently. So they got friendship. Of course, we know about the New Age Outlaws. And how well they've uh, been teaming up with. And what? The Undertaker just scurrying to try and close the casket, but he's getting beaten down by these six men. But if El Hebner... Sh- oh, China has knocked El Hebner off. China is now guiding, guarding that door. Oh, wait a minute. And the lights have gone out. It's Kane. And now Kane comes out, and surely... Don't call me Shirley. He's going to come to save his brother, The Undertaker. At the moment, this is a beatdown on a dead man. Well, he saved him once before. Exactly. When Kane was in trouble, the Untaker saying, no, you don't do that to my little brother. Paul Bear is in pieces about Kane. And Kane just walked straight past Triple H in China. And here he comes, knocking Los Bariquas down. Knocking the New Age Outlaws down. And the big red machine is clearing house. And Triple H, you want any? You don't want none. And now Sean's being dragged out of that casket by China and Triple H. Kane... Looking at his brother, you saw the moment these two had him roar recently. Well, they saluted each other as they was exiting. And now Kane going for the... Well, no fireworks! Takes Undertaker out of a big right hand. Don't know what's going on here. What are you doing, Kane? For his older brother. And why is Kane doing this? He's got Undertaker on the apron now. This is a shock. And now Kane's got him by the throat. Uh-oh. Oh, choke slams him in. Michaels closes the casket. Earl Hebner wakes up, sees the casket shut, and rings the bell. Michaels retained the WF title, but I don't think that's the story right now. And our bear has brought some padlocks out, and they're going to lock the Undertaker in the casket while the Undertaker escapes through the secret side door and under the ring. Make sure he's out. Make sure he's out. He's out. Tap on the gate. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, right, good. Let's take him now. Well, the Undertaker take him. Yeah. I'll have to make sure he's right underneath the apron. All the camera can't see that bit as well. Oh, but the casket now. What, what are they going to do with the Undertaker? Take him. Has cost him the WF title match. The second time Kane has cost him against Shawn Michaels. And where is he taking this casket? He's taking him straight back to hell. Oh, Paul Bearer here. He must be loving this. We thought Kane turned his back on Paul Bearer. And now he's telling Kane to do. I don't know what he's telling Kane to do. Kane now. What the hell has he got? He's got an axe to grind. Oh, my God. He's going to kill the Undertaker if he keeps stabbing him like that. And he's just attacking the casket. Oh, my God. The sides, the tops. Now he's standing on top of the casket. The Undertaker's locked in there, damn it. It's not an axe. It's a mattock, by the way. It's a what? It's a mattock. What the fuck's a mattock? I don't know. What's the mattock with you? Hey! Well, Kane is destroying... It's actually called a Matt Hook. A Matt Hook. A Matt Hook, yeah. Well, he's destroying this... Is that used... Is that the weapon used to destroy caskets? Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I wouldn't say there's a perfect weapon to use to destroy a casket. <laughs> if you were going to destroy a casket, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably use a power tool. Yeah. Probably like a skill saw or something. Well, I think Kane is the power tool in this one. He's just made holes and now, my God, I can smell it from here, Dan. That, oh, that's, that's gasoline. That's gasoline. My God. My God, Dan. He's setting the casket, pouring it on gasoline. And now what's he going to do? No, he couldn't possibly. Paul Bear, what's he got in his hand? Don't you dare. Don't you, f- you dare, you sick son of a bitch. You fat son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's got matches. No. And he's passing him to Kane. Kane's killed the rest of the Undertaker family. And now he's going to kill the Undertaker. Well, the casket is on fire and Kane down on his knees doing the symbol he did to the Undertaker. And this is horrible. The Undertaker has been burned alive. He's on fire, baby. Wow. Oh, my God. And that is the end of The Undertaker. Mm. On the WWE home video release, they showed a bonus clip where the officials opened up the casket. And, of course, Undertaker wasn't inside. But this would be the catalyst now for The Undertaker when he fully recovered ton his brother Kane. Uh, Dan, what did you think of that main event match? Yeah, it was it was good. Um, Shawn Michaels looked good for a while. Yeah, it was a very entertaining match. It wasn't that long, but I don't know. It, it just seemed to go. It flowed really well. Yeah, well, it was about twenty five minutes. That was it. Yeah, so I don't, well, you, it just flew by. Time was, flies yeah. when you're having fun, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, it, I was really impressed. You know, Michaels and Undertaker, even after you know knee round for a long time. I mean, you know, they will go on to have a lot better matches in another decade or so from there. But no, you know, the chemistry between the two and you can see why these two were such great wrestlers as well. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, when you stick two of those guys together, I think the bumps they took are still incredible. When you think about Tombstone into the, the casket and the way Michaels as well threw himself with gay abandon in that match. Uh, so we just look back on the card then and we'll give it a see at the ratings and stuff like this. So match one, Vader versus Goldust, and it's quite a, a weird start to the Rumble. Dan, what was your rating out of that? Um, well, it was an interesting match, but it told a good story with a great ending. And I gave that a three and a half out of five. Three and a half. I gave that two and a half out of five. I said that was a little bit slow for me. Even though I did like the ending, I thought it was a bit sluggish. Uh, match two, which was, of course, was the little man tag team, six-man tag. Uh, I thought that was a cracking cracking little match that was uh they all did really well in it of course max mini being the star i gave that three out of five uh i said that was very entertaining and i also gave that a three out of five uh next match was shamrock versus the rock uh well the rock shone in this match and it was uh, a very innovative ending i gave that a three and a half out of five yeah i gave that three and a half out of five as well Again, nice ending. Match four, tag team titles, LOD versus the Outlaws. For me, worst match of the night. I thought it was really, really awful in places. Uh, two out of five. Uh, well, it wasn't as impressive as the last matches. Um, surprising twists, and LOD looked too strong for the match. You know, like they, they just didn't sell anything. I gave that a two and a half out of five. And then we had the Royal Rumble match, of course. Stone Cold Steve Austin winning that down. Uh, I gave that four out of five. I thought it was, re- you know, uh, people could argue that it wasn't the strongest roster or anything like that. But like you said, you watched it and it was a fun 
fun match and it moved along at a nice pace yeah. and it's set up you know too many times now people get worried about the obvious booking or we can't do this because it's too obvious Austin winning the Rumble was the the thing to do it was the obvious thing to do and it was the right thing to do uh, yeah I go at 4 out of 5 uh, I, I said it was very fun but again I think the thing that lacks it in the higher score was I don't know it wasn't the greatest of rosters I've seen in the Royal Rumble so that's one and a half out of 5 and then, of course, the main event we just talked about, Untaker versus Michaels. I gave that a four out of five. I thought, you know, it was uh, a very entertaining match. The ending, again, it was a surprise twist. But throughout all of these, you know, they've all had really dodgy endings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's setting it up for hopefully the perfect WrestleMania, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, we've just seen the Shamrock Rock feud is obviously going to continue the kind of tag team LOD and the Outlaws, I think. The breakdown of uh, the nation. The nation, domination as well. Yeah, of course, we're going to see Austin uh, moving up towards that. And even the Undertaker and Kane rivalry now moved on to the next level. And we know what Michaels is next. So I think it's quite good in that way. I think the, the match itself, I go it four and a half out of five. Because every time I watch it, I think it's incredible still. It gets forgotten about a lot of times in matches, of course, apart from the injury. But in the end, Rumble 98 really, really saved itself. And I think it's a good way to start off the pay-per-views this year, 20 years on, isn't it? You know, uh, Anything else about Rumble 98 or anything like that? Well, the pay-per-view poster of Austin's head was iconic. There wasn't a lot to speak of with the mid-card, so it's important to mention the pay-per-view roster for the show was what a lot of people remember about it. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on the brink of becoming the man in WWE, so any kind of merchandise with him on it was considered awesome. Looking back on it, the poster for the show was one of the best WWE has ever done, and it's so simple too. They put the back of Austin's head and made it look like he had nails sticking out of it. You may look at it now thinking it's not that special, but trust me, it was really special. Anything involving Austin in that era was considered cool. Even the most simplistic pay-per-view posters. So don't forget, next week is a huge weekend for the first on Friday night we have the WNR 140 the WNR celebrates 25 years of Raw we watch the first Raw ever have our top 5 moments and talk about the event itself then on Saturday WNR 141 at 11pm NXT TakeOver pre-show the last 2 episodes of NXT we run down the card and have all lots of fun and games then finally on Sunday at 10pm WWE Raw Rumble 2018 live kickoff. We've got all the latest news live. We've got the Mixed Tag Team Challenge, 205 Live Check-In, Running Through the Card, Rumble Facts and Games WNR Style. So don't forget that starts Friday and of course we're live again 11pm on Saturday night, 10pm on Sunday. That is it. Before we go, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rylands. We've also got a friend on Twitter. We have indeed Jesse's Mini Chris Benoit. We're just trying to make the world a better place and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network View on Google+. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. Where all the latest clips go up there. Podcasts go up the same time they do there. There's other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. And we're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows January 27th at 28th for the Royal Rumble live kickoff. <laughs> Stitcher Radio, iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, 
rate and review there. There, but that is it for 1998. We'll see you on Friday for the start of a huge weekend for the WNR podcast. I have been James Rowland as always. I was joined by Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.